This week on Nintendo Main, we have Justin Vega here to talk about Wargroove. I get all my dogs chased away. Wahoo! 2022. Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 157. We are your hosts. I am Trey, speeding to credits, Johnson. I'm Jeremy, can't get on that damn airship, Mikowski. I'm John, Beat Saber Knitter. And we have a guest here, a special guest, back again since episode 101. That's an easy one to remember because it was wonderful 101. Justin Vega's here. What's up, man? Nice to see you. Thank you for having me on. How have you been? Well, I I know that you were a big fan of of the strategy type games. I, I think last time we talked to you, uh, Tiny Metal had just came out, and you were you were into that. But but yeah, Wargroove has hit Nintendo Switch, and that'll be like our topic of the week. So we'll talk about that in more depth later as we get to. But let's start the show as we normally do and talk about what games we've been playing or what what we got. I I'll go first. Uh, I think Wargroove is the only thing I really got this week, so that's mostly what I've been playing. But and but in my nickname when I said speeding to credits, I actually uh I beat uh, Horizon Chase Turbo. So it's nice. my it's my third completed game of the year so far, so that's pretty cool. You spent some time on that one. I did. I it, it says that I played over ten hours on it, which is long for a racing game for me, so and I got to I, I was I was actually disappointed that once I beat the game there, there actually isn't an, an outrun mode at the end. The endurance is just you have to play a whole bunch of races at once. I was hoping that there was some sort of outrun similar thing. I thought I read that somewhere online. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. But it ended up not being <laughs> not being there at the end. So, so that's kind of a bummer. But that game's still awesome. I don't know if you had played it or not, Justin. But it's a lot of fun for arcade. If you like arcade type racers, it's super fast and really cool. But I still have is like it super furious. Uh no, there's no there's no fury in there. It's it's just nice. Nice. Yeah, we don't we don't need any fury. No 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 that. But no, it look it looks. You don't fun. get too fast or too furious. Yeah, <laughs> it's just fast and fun. There's no uh no Vin Diesel or any or any of those guys. And no polygons, right? It's all two D. No, I mean, well, it is polygon. Oh. It's it's all three D. No, there's actually that reminds me. You actually when you beat the game, you do re- and you unlock retro mode, which basically slows down the the frame rate to make it look more like outrun and i tried playing it and it almost made me puke so i had to turn it off because <laughs> nice. it's like so fox, was it like star fox 2 frame rate bad because that's like the worst frame rate i've ever seen kind of it's really weird it makes it look like it's like i don't know it's like almost like seizure worthy of like the of like the flashiness <laughs> of it it's like i turned it on and i felt really sick i'm like all right i'm never gonna turn this on again but it's funny that it's in there that you can kind of make it look like an old racer if you want to, if you want to make yourself uh, have a headache from trying to play it, because it's like, yeah, it just, I didn't like it. <laughs> I turned it on. I'm like, okay, I can't play like this. This, this is going to make me sick. 
But yeah, no, it, it's a lot of fun. I made it through that. And there's still like six or seven cars for me to unlock, so there's still a lot to do if I, if I want to come back to it. So that was my game of the week, aside from the big one. How about uh, how about you? You guys you guys been playing anything interesting? Well, I've been, I'm still playing uh, Mario U. That was my name. Uh, can't get to the airship. I, uh, I've only played it a couple of times, but it, it does ramp up in difficulty a lot towards mm. the end of the whatever the level I'm on with the clouds, marble clouds or something. But you fight uh, Ludwig von Koopa, I believe that's the one, and uh, he's pretty hard. It took me a couple, it took me several tries to beat him. Um, not only is that level kind of hard, but it's a hard boss. But uh, I got to right after that, I get to the airship, which looks like it's like it looks like I'm going to be a Bowser soon. So mm. I'm close. I'm close to beating the game, at least the um, the main story, without getting everything. And I, I do hope to beat that game by next week, hopefully. But otherwise, I've just been playing Wargroove. And uh, I kind of bought it on a whim, and I'm glad because I've spent a lot of time playing it the past week. For sure, yeah, no, it's it's really cool. Like I said, which which we'll talk about <laughs> later. And the word groove. What? So what level are you on on Mario U? Then is that like six or seven? I don't I don't remember. Is it's like the standard eight, right? Where like there's eight levels. I don't know what it is as far as number goes. It's cl- it's something clouds, and then it's uh because in that game like uh. Bowser's surrounding Princess Peach's castle mm. with like a cloud of some sort of miasma or whatever. But uh, I'm right. I'm about to get on Bowser's airship. So I don't know if that's the end of the game or if that's a level of its own. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember. It's been such a long time since I've played it, so I don't remember if that's the actual end of the game. But I mean, once you once you beat it, there's more to do. Like you, there right. is, like there is a Star World. I remember, and and collecting. If you collect enough of the coins, you get extra levels and all that. So, which I am looking forward to using some coins because yeah. once you once you mention that to me, I've been trying to get more of them, mm-hmm. especially in the uh, the boss levels because I don't want to have to go back and beat the boss again later, if yeah. possible. Yeah, but that'll be cool. Yeah, you'll actually get to use them for stuff. I I don't remember if uh, I don't remember how exactly it works. If you, I, th- I think maybe you need a certain amount for each of the levels because I played some of them, but not all of them. But I know you do have to eventually. You have to get all of them if you want to get if you want to get through to the very end. I like that too because in some Mario games, you know, you blaze through the first couple of worlds and you don't really go back. But when you have to collect all the coins, then I get to go back and check out the levels and take my time exploring them. For sure. Did you? Uh, I know. I know that you've been playing uh, some interesting Beat Saber stuff, John. If you want to talk about I that? Have, yeah, I've been diving a lot more in, into Beat Saber, and uh, man, that game is awesome. It's the best VR game out there, in my opinion. I've, I've tried a bunch of them at this point. Um, it's just so addictive, and the thing is, that's so cool about it is that you can know how to play it within 15 seconds of just looking at it. You get it. It's so so clear to get, and just jump in and try it. Uh, you know, there's scalable difficulty, so it's easy for the kids to do. You go all the way up to like crazy, insane modes. Um, so I tried a bunch of new songs this week. Uh, I did the Me Channel theme, which uh, did, was really fun. Did you cry while you were doing it? <laughs> did you have tears yeah. of uh, of sadness while you were doing it? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, they didn't have the We Shop Channel theme, but they had, it was the Me Channel theme. Mm. And so, uh, but they made it. It's funny because they made it really difficult. They put it on expert mode. You know, it's just like boop, boop, boops. But yeah. they made it like really, really difficult. Um, and I found actually the Super Mario Brothers theme, Donkey, uh, Diddy Kong Racing. There was a Castlevania one. Um, nice. Yeah, a couple of the video game ones. So that's been a lot of fun. And when you play that game, man, like, I don't know, it just makes you work. It's like a workout. 
you play 15 minutes of that and you just like, whoa, I need to slow down a little bit. Yeah. So <laughs> does it, yeah, does, it, 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 it's amazing. Does it make you dizzy at all? Or like, you know, you remember like from playing like Guitar Hero where like the, the notes go up and when you look away yeah. from the screen, everything's still kind of moving. Does it, does it yes. do that when you take the heads, headset on? Or take it Oddly off. Oddly enough, no, I don't really think so. I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember when I first played it if that happened. I think maybe when I first played it a little bit, hmm. but to me, like whenever I play Guitar Hero, you know, no matter if I've played it a whole bunch or or not, if I look away from the screen, I'm still seeing the scrolling effect yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I think because it's in VR, that effect is lessened. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I you mean, played me- it too, Justin. Yeah, I have it on my Oculus. It's definitely yeah. my favorite uh, VR game besides, oddly enough, probably uh, Catan VR, as boring as that may sound. Wow. <laughs> oh, that sounds Catan awesome. Oh, Catan and VR. Nice. It's really cool because, like, uh, if you've played the Settlers of Catan before, like, you still have the whole trading and bargaining element, and you see the other people in VR, like, sitting next to you, and you're just negotiating them with mm. them, like, in real time. That's really cool. Is the game board, like, just 3D representation of an actual game board? Like, you can you can toggle between the classic Catan board or like one that kind of comes to life and all the hexes have like a oh, cool. kind of like 3D like you see the sheep moving around on the sheep hexes and stuff. Mm. It's pretty cool. That is so cool. Yeah, I, I haven't tried like a, a tabletop style game or, or strategy game in VR yet, but from what I've heard, it's one of the one of the genres that oddly enough benefits the most from VR. Yeah, I agree. Especially yeah. games that normally you know, you need people together in a kind of like living room setting. It really benefits because you kind of replicate that feeling when you're seeing the others. Mm-hmm. So like Catan is a great game. I love that. I, a lot of times don't have friends over to play. So it's mm-hmm. great that I could just mm-hmm. hop on and play with other people. You need at least three people to play that game. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah absolutely. It's yeah. also nice. I imagine not to have to set all that crap up. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a big deterrent. Or worry about that friend who I've been before. That is going to spill beer on your game board while you play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the one friend who doesn't speak. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. yeah it's, it's tragedy when your resource cards get covered in Budweiser. <laughs> it could be. I mean, uh, dry them off. There's <laughs> also those people who like are just playing for the first time who like kind of don't quite get it, which is me a lot of the times. If mm-hmm. I try one of those games, I'm like, I got enough steam to do it for. 20 minutes but after you know 45 minutes i still haven't really learned it i'm kind of like uh, yeah. i made a break yeah, so, like, i'm going to use one of my goat cards <laughs> no, yeah. <the> sheep cards. <laughs> yeah 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 you don't know that like it's going to end up being like hours in there i was mm-hmm. going to say it, it's better to get budweiser on them than like wine or something right like it's, it's <laughs> yeah, exactly. spilling wine on the on that would be <laughs> sure. bad there's supposed to be a Catan coming out for the switch eventually i'm really excited to play yeah. that and that that should have online as well hopefully you yeah know. So. Well, I looked. At, I looked into it. I'm pretty sure the thing that's coming to Switch is just Catan Universe, which is already an existing iOS app, and it's just kind of a platform to play Catan on various. Like you could do it on your desktop or on okay. your phone. And to be honest, if that's what it is, it's not the greatest way to play Catan. I have it on my phone just because I love the game so much, but it's very like bare minimum in terms of like graphics and just like presentation. Mm. Oh, that's a shame. But I mean, I, I've never played Catan, so I figured it'd be a good entry point for me, probably. Oh yeah, for that it would be perfect. Though. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely one of those games I've played it. I'm like you, Justin. I I really like the game, so I've had it on mobile. I've had it on both iOS and Android. You know, I've had it on my Xbox 360. Blah blah. blah. It feels different every 
platform you play it on, like that changes up the way the game feels based on the presentation. So I think the idea of it being like as close to just the basic bare bones setup would be the best in that regard. Mm-hmm. For sure. Have you Without been all the flourishes? Have you been playing anything, Justin? Um, honestly, just pretty obviously Wargroove. Mm-hmm. Uh, between being a full time student and work, like there's, I have a huge backlog of games that just keeps ever growing. Like uh, I still mar- barely made a dent in Spider Man on PS4. I wanted to get to Detroit Human, become human. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I can just list on more and more games. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I imagine doing doing both of those is difficult. You you got to lose sleep, man. You got to stay up and lose sleep for games. Uh, War Group has <laughs> been doing that, unfortunately. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty addictive, especially with all the extra stuff in there. Anybody else been playing anything? Anything you want to talk about? Um, I did try a racing game in VR for the first time this week, which I was looking forward to. It's called Project Cars Two. Um, just the experience of being able to like sit in the car and look around inside the car. Hmm. Uh, drive from that perspective is 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 pretty awesome. And I used a um, a steering wheel that had force feedback and everything. Oh wow! So it it really feels pretty cool. Yeah, it's called Project Cars too. It's kind of like I compare it to Gran Turismo. Sure. You know how you have the whole selection of cars is like I want to say like sixty or seventy cars in there, like fifty different tracks you can try. Um, yeah, for like a racing simulator, that's like the one. Always, I have the uh, first one on Steam. I don't have the sequel. Hmm. Yeah, I played a little bit of it. I'm always hesitant to play VR games with that kind of movement because mm. when when you're moving in VR but you're stationary in real life, it feels mm. a little weird. Like Beat Saber, right. like things are coming at you, so yeah, you yeah. Don't, it doesn't feel weird. But that's why yeah. a lot of games in VR, like you do this kind of like teleportation movement, so it's not jarring senses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel that when you're in the car or no? I personally don't, but I. You know, I, I've been with a lot of people as they tried VR for the first time. And sometimes they're doing the sit-down ones, and they get out and they say, "Oh, VR is not for me." And I tell them exactly that. If you do feel uh, motion sickness, it tends to be from the ones where you're seated and not moving yourself, but the game is moving. That's the disconnect. That's the whole like seasickness feeling. Yeah, you think, like when you're on a boat, you're happen. standing still, but the uh-uh. boat is moving. Uh-uh. Your brain says, "What's going on?" Yeah, the motion um, sickness. So if you do a uh, like a stand-up experience like Beat Saber and you're in total control, you tend not to feel that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's that Mario Kart VR also, right? Where you sit down and I don't yeah. think you actually steer in that though. I think it's just like an experience because you like reach up and grab the items and throw them. I think that's how it works. But yeah, I right, want right. to try that one out. I'm still I'd love hoping, to try it. Yeah. I haven't, I've never done VR aside from a uh, virtual boy, which I don't think really counts, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I was, um, I was planning on doing it, like trying out the Dragon Quest one whenever whenever we go to Japan later this year. So hopefully I'll get to do that because that's the one I want to try more than anything else. Justin, I was curious. You said you had an Oculus. Do you have the uh, like the, the, the full rig or do you have the Oculus Go? Uh, no, I have the full rig. I have two okay. uh, cameras and the touch controller. So uh, I can do like a cool. like a six by six foot like walking area. Hmm. I was going to say, do you have enough space? Um, it's, it's enough for the games that I have. Like if I were to invest in a third camera, which would go behind a play area, I could pretty much double what my current, like being able to walk around. And basically right now I could take like three steps in any direction and still be in that like VR box. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I know the VR always ends up having, you need, need to have like a big spot for it. 
So, and or do you need to have? Are there like there's probably sensors that tell you that you're not going to like run into any of your characters in the background or anything like that, right? Well, uh, so <laughs> right. I have like uh, the first model Oculus uh, uh, headset, and basically like the cameras are the only thing like that are going to warn you. Like mm-hmm. if you you basically draw a perimeter of like where you want it to warn you, you're about to go into. So once you're in VR, if you get near it. You you'll see like a wireframe wall appear oh, okay. in VR, and and it'll just it'll appear in front of whatever the game is. Like even if you're like you could walk forward, it's telling you like, hey, you told us to let you know not to walk past. Oh, okay, this yeah, yeah. It's like this this is where the glass is. Be careful. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. Cool. All but right. I know that uh, the newest uh, Oculus like setup like actually has a camera on the front of the of the uh, the mask that you're wearing, and so that itself could warn you if you're coming too close to something like mm-hmm. separate from the cameras. Oh, okay. That's good. Cause like if I, you're play, if they ever make a Zelda VR, I'd be afraid of smashing all my bases. <laughs> <in the house. laughs> right. But you might find money. Did, hey, you, who ruined all my bases? Oh, it was me. It was like, yeah. <laughs> how many vases do you have laying around your apartment, Jeremy? Just, just a lot of Not them. as many as I used to have. <laughs> Get angry and just start swinging at stuff. Have you played, have you played breath of the wild at all lately, Jeremy? I, I, I know, played this past week. I know you were like trying to make you trying to make all the. All the I'm at 105 on the shrines, and I'm feeling shrines. pretty good about that. Yeah. Uh, I'll go back to it. I just got preoccupied by the new release this week. Sure. Well, do you guys want to go move on to the news then? Here is the news. I promise you, it's the news. So uh, let's let's just get the first the big one out of the way first. This is total sarcasm. Uh, but that Bubsy 3D game is coming to Switch now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the Wait, game. what? Yeah, for real. I, I found Coming for Switch? Bubsy Paws on Fire, yeah. I don't know if you guys remember that there was a, a, a remake of Bubsy in 3D that came out a while ago that was really bad, and now it's coming to Switch. So I remember there was a there was a PlayStation Bubsy 3D. Is that the one you're talking about? Oh, oh yeah. This is a new one that came out like two years ago or like a year and a half. Oh, okay. No, I don't well, remember that. PlayStation. It was on sale on PlayStation, the PlayStation Store, and I was like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I remember hearing about it, but I blocked it from my memory. <laughs> and there it is. I just, yeah. Oh, I so did you see they started a Kickstarter? Well, maybe they already had a Kickstarter initially, but now they're running a campaign on, we need more money so we can put extras in the game. Oh, for, for the, for Bubsy Paws on Fire? Yeah, they want to put like bonus features, so they need to, They need money for that from Kickstarter. They should just wait and put it on the Switch. I'm sure people will still buy it, even though it's not good. I just think it's it's just too hilarious to not mention. I mean, I remember. Yeah. I, I think I told Jeremy about it like way back in the very beginning days of Nintendo Main that there was a that there was a new Bubsy game, and you didn't believe me. <laughs> and I and I think I said to send you a link or something like that to it, <laughs> but. So yeah, this, I did, I did uh, not believe you. Yeah, but I mean, who would think that Bubsy would be a thing again? Oh. But, but yeah, I just thought that was hilarious. That yeah, <laughs> in, in in April even, so it's not that far away. Sheesh. We only mm-hmm. we only got a couple of months to wait for Bubsy. So, I know it's hard, but we just have to we have to get through it together. This article on Polygon says that one of the goals for the Kickstarter is m- even more incessant Bubsy chatter. They need to record more (laughs) monologue. What? (laughs) Right. No. That's like exactly what you don't want in the game. This time with more talking. (laughs) The only way that I'm interested in this game is if it's self-aware enough to know that people think Bubsy is trash. Yeah. Then I would check it out. If it makes jokes about itself and it becomes kind of a commentary on how terrible 
a character Bubsy is and how he should have died 25 years ago, <laughs> then I'll give it a shot. If yeah, they're honestly trying to make a good game out of Bubsy, good luck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like Duke Nukem Forever, you know, where it's like that right. game should have been all about Duke being terrible, but it wasn't, you know. I actually, even to the to a point, I think Travis Strikes Again should have kind of been like that too, like him just thinking about how weird he is in the world and all that. But you never really get that. Or at least so would I you haven't. play? Would you play Bubsy if like the whole quest of the game was to get him to the vet for euthanasia? <laughs> oh god! <laughs> just, oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. It'd be so sorry. depressing. It's called the... that way. You know, it's the last Bubsy game. Like, well, now he has kids. <laughs> His exclamation point turns to a period. That's it. <laughs> it's like Bubsy, Bubsy, uh, put him down. Set a pause on fire. <laughs> Jeez, poor Bubsy. But yeah, I, I, I thought you were gonna say the only way that I would play it is if it was for free, like, uh, <laughs> like Shaq Fu was. You know, I'd play it for like twenty minutes and get a kick out of it, and then delete it off your Switch. But in better news than Bubsy, we have a we got a Splatfest coming up this weekend. The big breakfast battle is coming up. It's got pancakes versus waffles. I I've totally forgot that that was this weekend. So I'll have to I'll have to play some of that before I take off. We're actually uh, Jess and I we're going to New York this weekend. So I'm gonna try to try to stop into the Nintendo building or the Nintendo. Oh, uh, you've never been there. Nice. I have I have not been no. It's a it's a really cool store. It's just unfortunate how small it is. That's what I heard. Yeah, that it's small. Yeah, they, they they do a good job with the finite space they have, and there's definitely a lot of cool stuff in there. A lot of exclusive stuff. Um, I think one of my favorite things about it is finding merchandise on like not as popular games. Like this shirt I'm wearing right now, which is like the logo from Springman in Arms. Like I got oh, it from wow, the nice. store. Nice. So, I'm probably like one of the only five people that actually really like that game, so I was very yeah. excited to be able to find that shirt. Hey, I, I like Arms. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not as good as it is at it as you are, but I, th- I think it's a good game, and I still do play it every once in a while for those party crashes and all that. I like mm. went really hard in it. I think it has like my second most play time on my Switch, and it's definitely over a hundred hours. <laughs> oh well, I mean, it's a good game. I just. uh it didn't take off as much as they hoped, I guess, but it still it still sold decently, you know. But I I love that I love like merchandise of obscure uh, franchises. Like I have a I made myself a, a Doom sixty four shirt, a Doom sixty four oh. t shirt. Like speaking of obscure stuff, because I love the Doom sixty four game. I think that game's awesome. It was like a, you know, it wasn't a port; it was its own game. So I would go out of my way to make weird stuff like that. So that's yeah. So I if I could find a t shirt of I don't know. I don't know what other obscure Nintendo stuff they would have aside from ARMS, but it's exciting to check it out. Maybe we can do like a, a live from Nintendo World thing. We can call in and yeah, you can give us a little tour of the Nintendo World store. I would love to go. I could yeah, try anything else, just record a video. Yeah, just record I, something. I could just yeah. record it. I could just record a video of, of Jess and I walking around. Because I don't, yeah, as far as like doing a conversation thing, that'd be difficult because I wouldn't have a way to record it. Or I all might, the noise I don't know. Everything. Yeah, true. Well, I mean, yeah. recording you guys and all that, I wouldn't have my recording set up. And I, I don't, and we're there for so briefly that I'm not going to like bring my recorder and all that stuff. But yeah, no, I'll definitely gotcha. fill in next week on how it is. But I'm excited to go. Like we have some time. Our plane ticket's kind of later on Sunday, so we'll, we'll go. And it's like 10 minutes that, away from our Is that where the uh, Game Boy, the Desert Storm Game Boy is? Mm-hmm. I believe so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I get, a, see get that. a photo of that. That's that's legendary. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got to see that at least. But I mean, I'm really interested in what kind of merchandise they have for for different stuff. 
do they have like anything for like dormant series? Like, uh, do they have any like F Zero stuff or Star Fox or not Star Fox stuff? Star Tropics stuff? I know they definitely don't have Star Tropics stuff. <laughs> I, I don't but... <laughs> think they definitely not Star Tropics. Maybe F Zero. Uh, again, with the amount of space that they have, like you know, there's like a little Mario section, a little mm-hmm. Metroid section, and then there's like the one section of like, hey, these aren't so popular, but we could have like a couple of things, and they're kind of like all grouped together within one group. Sure, like yeah. have like the arm stuff with like maybe mm-hmm. some Pikmin stuff and etc. Nice. So it's not so much a Nintendo World store; it's a Nintendo Land store. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's more the portable version of it. But that's actually we can lead that into another news story that happened. So apparently, they're putting a Nintendo World in Tokyo now. In in Shibuya, do you know? Do you know when that's going to happen, John? I don't think it's said in the article. I know you sent it. You sent the article to us through the through the messenger, but because I because we're going to Japan in, in October, and I don't think. Do you think it'll be up by then? I'm not sure. Um, I don't know because I, I don't. They, they didn't say a date for it or anything. I figured it was like, oh, they're going to do it, but it won't. But it oh won't yeah, let's up. see. Here's the article. First store. This is according to Kotaku. It says this fall, so we might catch it, depending on how late. I mean, how late in the fall they're going to go, because we'll, we'll yeah, be there the I end of October. But yeah, no, that that definitely be cool to to see. I'm surprised there's not one in Japan yet, but I guess it, I always found it weird that they went for New York and there wasn't one in like uh, Washington or anything like that. You're going in October. Or October. October. We're going October 21st. So I mean, it says this fall. Hopefully, that's that falls near window. <laughs> I'm hoping so. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fun to check that out. Hopefully, they got merchandise of of the more Japanese titles. Well, you'll definitely be able to like walk by it and take some photos of the outside, even if it's closed. You know, it'll be mm. looking good, probably. Yeah, maybe not open. Oh, well, I hope it's open so we can check it out. That'll be a whole episode in itself of, of the of the Jap the Japan trip once I get back. But uh, also, moving on from that news, probably John's number one game of this year, uh, Dr. Mario World. It's coming yeah. to mobile. I'm excited. Dr. Mario World coming for phones. Yeah. And that's that's probably going to be a freemium thing, right? I would oh, guess. Yeah. Because that, I mean, they made so much money off of uh, Fire Emblem Heroes that I figured they're just going to keep going in that way. Where the, I, uh, I would think so. And kind of in the same plan as, you know, putting Tetris in every Game Boy quote-unquote for already, free, right? Uh, they already confirmed that it's a premium. That it's free to gotcha. play. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I figured it would. Yeah, so I, I can't wait for that. Just to have Dr. Dr. Mario. I don't think they're going to do another, like, upfront price on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not after not yeah. after Mario Run. I mean, everything else has just been free to play and then extra stuff. But, yeah, I mean, I... I I'll play it for a little bit. I, I really don't like fo- mobile games at all, so it'll be you know it'll be one of those that I play for like a week and then stop playing. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't. But know. I feel like the controls on Doctor Mario are simple enough. They don't need to be so precise, um, like like say a, a, a traditional Mario game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just what what do you do? You move the the pill left and right, and you flip it. Yeah, I think that can be done fine with with touch. Well, I played I played a lot of Tetris games on my phone at one point, so. I mean that worked really well, and it's just it's the same thing except with the the viruses and all that. But but yeah, we got that. That's come, supposed to come out summer of of twenty nineteen. So mm-hmm. we got some time on that one. But uh, also in the in the mobile realm, the uh, what was it? Mario Kart got delayed. The on tour 
or Mario Kart Tour. Mm-hmm. So that so that got a uh, that got delayed to summer 2019 too. So I guess they're going to have those come out right at the same time, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It might be great if they're both good. I used to play a I played a Sonic and Sega All-Star Racing, the first one on my phone, mm. and it actually worked pretty well. So I mean, it was and I used like motion control on it, so it can be done. And that one like you didn't really I don't think there was a gas pedal. I think it just automatically went and you just turned. So it kind of like, and there was a break and that was it. So you have to have your thumb on the phone. Yeah. So, so that helped, but, but that was a cool game to play. But yeah, we got a, we got a couple uh mo- mobile games coming out there in that time. But uh, speaking of stuff that's coming out at the same time, which John said as your uh, intro earlier, do you want to talk about mm-hmm. that, John? The, the possible sure. release window of, uh, a certain movie? Yes, this uh, Mario movie, 2022. They announced the, the release window. So, hey, not too far off. You it's know, the same it, the, It's the same year as now. the supposed uh, Metroid Prime 4 release. So, right. so 2022 <laughs> will be a pretty good year, maybe, for uh, Nintendo with the, uh, with the Mario movie and Hopefully Metroid Prime 4. if it comes 4. out on my birthday, then I'll have the Metroid Prime 40th birthday. Yeah, hey, there you go. Yeah, uh, it's scary to think of waiting until I'm 40 to see the Mario movie. That's sad. I know. So now I'm kind of like at a phase. You know, we're all getting getting older, and like the whole thing of anticipating a game. Right? You used to like pay attention to it, and like, oh, it's coming out in two years. I can't wait. Two more years. Two more. Years. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, this Mario movie comes out and be 40 years old. Mm-hmm. You know. So I'm not like, oh, hurry up, 2022. But hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey 2022, get get a move on. <laughs> right yeah i well i i feel like a lot what i always thought nintendo was better about than than like a sony or, or xbox was like a lot of their game announcements were like oh here it is but it's coming out in a couple months it's not like this is coming out even though they have done that for some things like they did with metroid prime 4 but i haven't really what i'm getting at is i haven't really been like oh i'm gonna wait two years for this game you know i haven't really done that in a while because there hasn't really been like the Twilight Princess that just got pushed over. Over, I guess. Breath of the Wild. I guess Breath of the Wild did, but I mean, after that, it hasn't really been. You know, it's like, oh, I can't wait for. I mean, I can't wait to play Metroid Prime Four, but that's like three years from now, and I'm not really like, man, I can't wait to three years. You know, right? Yeah. So, but still, just enjoy the games you have right now. 2022, <laughs> the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So, but 2022. There you go. It's another thing to do for that year that we have that we have coming up. But before that, way before that, you can you can play some new NES games on your Switch. Was it uh, right. Super Mario Two and Kirby's Adventure have been announced for the thirteenth? So that's next Wednesday, right? Yeah. So it should you get uh, them for the thirteenth time. Yeah, <laughs> if you have. I I really encourage you to play that Kirby game, John. I know you, I know you dislike Kirby, but that NES yeah. game is actually fairly difficult. Like I when I was doing my when I was doing like my 7 days of Kirby or whatever to mm-hmm. lead up to the Kirby Star Ally stuff, I played that one and that one's pretty hard. Like it was probably mm-hmm. the one that got me the most frustrated because it has some really difficult parts to it. So, maybe yeah. I'll give it a shot. It's on the classic, right? Yeah. It is on the classic, yeah. But you're going to get it yeah. for free on the Switch next week, so that's I mean, true. Maybe I say, I'll give it a shot. Then. I say give it to one of the games. That... Yeah, I get bummed right. when these games are already on the classic. I, exactly. That's what I was going to say. I don't care. Too. I don't even care if it's like 
a worse game. I'm just happy to have a different game on the Switch. Yeah, yeah. I would like them to use the Switch Online program to mine the NES for like the the more obscure games that aren't all, already released. But I do understand why they got to put out their heavy hitters first because yeah. that's what people are expecting. Yeah, maybe they're just working, waiting for the response on whatever game they're trying to get on there, <laughs> and it just hasn't. Mm-hmm. They, it's not ready yet, so. They're just they're just gonna not do it yet. But uh, last time they released something, there was a difference between the American one and the Japanese one. So we might have that one this time as well. I don't know. Maybe there'll be a different thing on the Japanese side of it. But let's let's do a let's take a bet or let's just take a guess on what do you guys think will be the SP games that are on there? Like the like SP what do, like okay. what do we have that hasn't been SP'd yet? Because last time we got two SPs. I think mm. we're gonna get two SPs this time. I think that Legend of Zelda 2 is probably too uh, early to get an SP on that. Definitely. Like you think That's what I was going to say. Maybe a Blaster Master one as well. I think it's too early though cuz those like just came out. Like I feel like they'd wait longer for the SP version of that. Like has they there... didn't do that with Metroid, didn't they do the Metroid one the next week? Well, Zelda 2 came out last time too. Yeah, I know, but that's but I'm saying would it be I don't know, would it be er- too early to have a a Zelda 2 SP version no. already? Nope. I don't know. Has there been has there been a Mario three SP yet? There hasn't. That'd okay. be fun. Ooh, there hasn't been yeah. either Mario. Yeah, that would be cool if they did one for like what if they did Mario but it was backwards or something like that, like with Luigi U. Well, they did that. Um, what was it on one of the? Uh, was it one of the um, remixes? Yeah, one of the, one of the releases. Like it was where Luigi went backwards. Mm-hmm. Was that one on a? Uh, I know that WarioWare had one where you like twisted it and went through the game. That was fun too. Yeah, but I for, I forget which one had the had the Luigi one where you can where you go to the left instead of the instead of the other way. But yeah, no, I uh, origins of uh, Yoshi's Crafted Worlds idea because isn't that the, the whole gimmick of that game? That oh yeah, yeah. Like, levels going the other way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm I'm excited about that game. I think that looks good. You can preload it now on the eShop. That's kind of a that's kind of a news thing. You can actually buy it now if you want to. I want to be more excited for that game because I really liked Wooly World and I don't like the crafted look as much as I like the Wooly World. Oh, sure. I think it looks... I mean, I watched some of the... uh, I I forget which event it was, but they did put out some footage of the the multiplayer and all that, and I thought it looked a lot of fun. It was like towards the end of the year. They they released some videos, Nintendo did, and uh, it looked like a lot of fun. It is kind of strange on the eShop. They don't have any video of it. It's just a few, like, screenshots. Mm Mm-hmm. But you can preload it now if you want to, <laughs> to like a, a month ahead of time. I don't think I I don't think I need to get it this early. But it's, it's towards on, it's the end of March, ain't it? It's almost two months. Yeah, it's like point. the twenty seventh, I think, or 29th, something like that. One yeah. of those times. Hopefully, they take the time to put in some kind of labo support, just a, a little bit. You know, that'd be <laughs> nice. I mean, just thematically, we talked about this before. You know, it seems like it goes together. You know, peanut butter and jelly. It's uh, an obvious thing to do. But hey, I don't know. Sometimes Nintendo doesn't do the obvious thing. Well, they, <laughs> Some, they sometimes do. they never do. Like most of the time, they they don't do the obvious thing. <laughs> it wasn't the. Um, I know last week we talked about Labo being on sale. Like now that it's like half off. But I saw that um, the Starlink is half off now. I was we were at Target a couple of days ago, and they're they're selling it for twenty twenty ninety nine now for the starter kit. So yeah, it, I wonder how that series is doing. I, well, I feel like it, it just like came it. out and like nothing happened. Yeah, it was it was one of the things that I wanted to like it, but I I felt like it was even though people say that I don't know if you played it, Justin the the Starlink. 
uh, I watched. I've watched my friends, like my friend, play a lot of it, and, oh, okay. and I knew it was a game that looked enjoyable to me, but not enough to like purchase it at what was at the time full price. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I ended up getting it for Black Friday, like because I got it from Walmart for thirty bucks, and I felt like even though people say you can play through it without the extra stuff, I felt like it really wanted you to get the extra stuff. Like I didn't feel like the game was complete unless you bought all the extra shit, and I didn't want to buy like all these extra weapons and. Yeah. And ships and all that stuff and and I kind of wished I really wished that the game that they would have let the game just be a game and just cut all the toys to life stuff out of it you know mm-hmm. was my uh, final thought on it but yeah you can get it for cheap now if you want all the additions and stuff are cheap too I think they're all like marked down from like eight to four or whatever for the for the characters so if anybody hasn't gotten it yet you can get that and it seems to be all around I don't think it's just Target but yeah there's that to do. Um, there was also a, a new release for 3DS this week. I don't know if you guys have, have played your 3DSs in a long time, but but Et- last time I touched it. But Etrian Odyssey Nexus is out now, so if you ever played any of those games, you can do that. The only one I have is Persona Q. That's the closest one that I got to because that one was on sale one year for E3. So I never really played those games, but supposedly they're kind of like they very much feel like a like pen and paper. Uh, tabletop RPG type stuff like like D&D. So people people seem to really like it. I like that Atlas is still pushing stuff on the 3DS. So it's cool. I mean, I, I'm not I'm probably not going to get it. There the, one of the first I think it was the first Etrian Odyssey game they released on there had like a playable demo that would like carry on to the game and I never even played the demo on there of that. But they should do that again, you know, like one of those where you can everything that you do continues on to the game. Be interesting to check out. What else do I got on here? So uh, apparently Xbox Live is going to be on Switch. Do you guys know anything about that? Do you know how that works? Because yeah. I'm kind of confused on it. So um, as I understand it, it's not going to be like I can like utilize all the, all the services on my Switch. It's going to be more like if you have Xbox Live on your Xbox and you also own a Switch and you happen to log into Fortnite on your Switch, mm-hmm. you can earn earn achievement points through your Switch. So you already but, can kind of do that with Minecraft. Like, I can already get see my mm-hmm. Xbox 360 achievements on Minecraft on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, from yeah, uh, what my friend was explaining to me, which if this is the case, this actually sounds really cool, but if you happen to be playing a cross-platform game that is also available on Xbox One on your Switch you would be able to get achievements on your Xbox One mm-hmm. while playing the Switch version, which to me, that that's one of the main things the Nintendo Switch Online is missing. So the fact right. that I can buy the Switch version of the game but get the satisfaction of achievements if it's a cross-platform game, I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. For sure, yeah. Yeah, if you're it's looking... very smart on Microsoft part. Well, it's kind of like uh, get some achievements for Microsoft, but play Nintendo at the same time. Like it's a right. it's a weird like melding of it. Yeah, it's kind of like they're reaching into other platforms to advertise. Like, hey, remember your Xbox? Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, one thing I find very interesting about Xbox One this generation is, you know, it did not start strong, but looking at it now. Microsoft has done a lot of really smart things to make the Xbox One like really intriguing. Like mm-hmm. I uh, like I remember last generation like I loved my 360 and I got a PS3 later. Whereas this generation I got a PS4 first and now all of a sudden I kind of want an Xbox One with all mm-hmm. the backwards compatibility mm-hmm. and like all these other features that they have. Like 
now it's you know a system worth getting and you can see them doing all these things that they see like the nintendo switch is hot you know maybe if we get xbox live on there like maybe we can get some people to convert over like uh-huh. you can see what they're doing and what they're trying to do and i think it's smart i think the 360 that's the last xbox i got and uh it was a completely different thing by the end than it than it started out like with the overhaul of the os and just like all the downloadable games and everything like it just was just a completely different thing at the end and you know a media center and all that and i got my xbox 360 way late like what like two maybe a year or two before the the one came out but yeah i kind of want an xbox one now too and uh i'm in the same boat justin just because with all the stuff they've been overhauling with it i'm like maybe it's time um <laughs> I've, I've had my ps4 for like almost two years you know and i have a switch so it's the only current gen console i'm missing but um I really don't know what I'd play besides the rare collection still. Yeah, there's there's not really any <laughs> there's not really anything in there for me either other than that, but the Game Pass is pretty appealing like being able to Cuphead, get free games and all I that. Play Cuphead. You could yeah. try out that rare game, the Sea of Thieves or whatever. Mm-hmm. People think that one's okay. I don't know, I don't play online stuff, so I'd probably play that like one day and then just never play it again. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, yeah, there's definitely some intriguing stuff in there. And there's some there's... cool uh there's some older games. I know like when uh when we when we had Scott on here from uh, Gaming Outsider, he was talking about like you could get like Shadow of the Damned, like which was a last generation game, the Grasshopper game. You get that for like five bucks through uh, through like the backwards compatible on on uh, Xbox One, and I couldn't get it on. I can't get it on like PS4 or anything, so that was kind of intriguing to me. Or I could just try to track it down for five bucks. I'm sure it's not that expensive online, but. But yeah, that's an interesting. Uh, they've been doing a lot of. Uh, they've been a lot of doing a lot of like co advertising and all that in this generation. And if you guys remember, like when the PlayStation Three like was announced and it was six hundred bucks and all that, there were a lot of videos on YouTube of like it was called like the Wii sixty movement, where everybody was like, "Hey, just get a three sixty yeah, and a Wii, and don't get the PS three, you know, because it's six hundred dollars and all that stuff." And so, so this is something that has happened before. They're just kind of more the companies are actually embracing it now and a lot of people well, online the, as far as cross-platform play goes to i think Fortnite was the big thing oh most yeah recently yeah. where playstation wasn't wanting to be cross-platform with it but everybody else was so they were just kind of like shun 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> well then Ep- being a team player here <laughs> yeah well then epic games was like no you have to be cross-platform and they're like okay yeah whatever you say whatever you guys want <laughs> we'll, we'll do we'll do whatever, whatever you say yeah, you can have voice chat. <laughs> yeah, same same on the Switch. You you can have voice chat for that. Everybody online seems to be thinking uh, that this all of a sudden means that Banjo is going to be in be in the Super Smash Brothers, which oh, I don't believe. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's like, no, wait, no, it, it'll be in there. Trust me, they'll release it somehow, and it'll be on there. Blah blah. Yeah, I I don't I don't believe that'll happen, but you never know. You never know with with, with uh, Splatoon or not Splatoon, uh, Smash Brothers, what they'll be doing. But uh, let's see, what else do I have? So I I know we d- we did our whole like morning for the Nintendo the Wii Shop last week, but apparently it is still running. Like from what I've heard, it is still up mm-hmm. there to where you can re-download any of the games that you already bought. So coming uh, from Nintendo, they said. I mean, it, it didn't say that it'll be. It ba- they basically said like they can take it down whenever, but as of right now, it it is up. So, so yeah, if you guys if you guys missed like re-downloading, you know, I could check and see. I know you didn't get me ease one and two, John, but if but if you did, I could have went back and and I still haven't I still haven't gotten on the Wii Shop since it's closed. But 
Yeah, if there's anything that you needed to re-download or whatever, you know, you can do that. You can do that still, which I think is interesting, that it wasn't like really, they didn't fully put the nail in the coffin on that. Yeah, it says, uh, this is on the actual Wii Shop channel, the Nintendo.com website. It says, however, for the time being, you may continue to re-download content you have purchased or transfer that content from a Wii system to a Wii U system. Be aware that these futures features will eventually end at a future date. That's all it says. But yeah, as of right now, you can re-download your stuff in case there's something that you're missing on that, which is pretty cool. That's Uh, good news. Yeah, I like that the Wii Shop is not completely dead. When I was editing last week's episode and listening to the Wii Shop theme, I did kind of feel a little sad that it was a theme that a lot of people may have not experienced and probably won't now because it's gone, you know. It's just it's just a part of your life that that people miss out on, and you know, I kind of yeah had fond memories you, of it. What do you think it was about that song? I think it was like, well, not only did you hear it just every time you logged on to the shop, but to me, it was like the perfect like calming music, yeah, like the kind of thing you hear on an elevator. It was the ultimate like, elevator music, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, the, or like n- when n- you're on the n- phone, n- and you're on yeah. hold. It's like, oh, this is like so nice. You're like mad about something, but then you put you put on hold, and like the, you're mad that the song is actually calming you down. Mm-hmm. Like that's the Wii Shop channel. <laughs> well, yeah, because they wanted you to stay on it and keep like browsing, right? So they're right. like, look, we got to make this like you know, you're walking into the gap, and the music's nice, and yeah. the jackets are up front, but. If you go back further, there's different types of jackets. <laughs> and there's some... Uh, Just lures you right in. Yeah. <laughs> if you want jackets, we got more jackets in the back. <laughs> but everything, everything's real nice with this music. Come check out all the jackets in the back. I think I think I think my brain just associates it with like new releases and stuff because most of the time <laughs> when I was on there, I was excited to get some game that I haven't played before or something like that. And uh, the Wii Shop was what taught me to like... You know, be excited every week to see what was released and all that. I had never really had that in my life before from other systems, so that was kind of the beginning yeah, of the that. the first time for Nintendo fans anyway. Yeah, to be like, what's up this week? Oh, hey, here's uh, this game that I've never heard of that I'm going to get anyway. Like that weird World uh, Olympic game on TurboGrafx-16 or something like that, you know. It's good that you can still you can still get on there and hear that song. You know, I'm sure it, gives, it will give you nightmares of the Beat Saber stuff, John, but... You know, you can still you can still get on there and listen to it in the meantime. And get all those games that aren't available for the Switch yet. But I think, uh, in, unless you guys have anything that I forgot, I think that's my... I think it's my actually, you know what? I got one more. Uh, there's going to be a physical release of Guacamelee, the 1-2 Punch Edition, that has Guacamelee 1 and 2 in there for $30. I was actually kind of... I already have Guacamelee for... Um, I think I got it for PS3 and then I got it for Wii U after that because it came in the Humble Bundle. But I was kind of interested in Guacamelee too, so you can get you can get that one on there. I thought about getting it, even though I'm I'm really not I'm really not in the physical boat here. Are you Are you a physical person, Justin? Or are you a? I am a hardcore physical person. Like I will wait for a physical version instead of downloading it. Like I. I'm just such a collector. I don't know if you can see it, but I have like oh, my sure. whole like <laughs> the whole bookcase of games back there. Mm. I, I I try to explain it to my friends who always are like, oh, but the Switch is so perfect for like digital purchases. But to me, like, there's there's something like really enjoyable about like just kind of 
going back in time and scrolling through like the actual cases and like mm-hmm. being like, oh man, this random game I forgot about on the GameCube. It came out in what, 2001? And I just kind of like go back to that time and think about all the other games that came out in that year. Oh, yeah. Right. I was kind of experiencing that when I went through uh, the Wii Shop last week and looking at all the stuff I downloaded and the stuff that I completely forgot that I'd ever played, like Art Style Orbient. Like, I, oh, I yeah, don't I even remember game. ever. Love Orbit. That game. Yeah, that but game was so fun. I wouldn't have forgot if I had a physical copy of it. Exactly. Like I, I think also like even if I buy a terrible game, like I never want to sell it or get rid of it. Like to me, that case on my shelf will always be like the you know the thing that reminds me like oh man I remember that horrible game. <laughs> like yeah, and mm-hmm. I I don't know. There's some value to to that for me. Oh yeah, I'm sort of half and half. I like. For the Nintendo games, first-party games, physical all the way. I'm going to get everyone physical. For uh, select third-party games, I'll get them physical. Uh, most of the third-party games, I'll get them digital because I do like the sort of snack food nature of, of the Switch. You can just like huh. have it there ready to go, and that's cool. I mean, so, the yeah. reason uh, why I also like physical is like as we're getting closer and closer to what seems to be what will one day be like an almost nothing but digital world. I'd like my money to be voting towards. I still want physical games to be a thing. Mm-hmm. I, I like having physical stuff. Like I collect a lot of stuff too, but I've kind of gotten to the point in my life where I'm running out of room for stuff. So it's kind of like, and I really like the whole like having a switch with multiple games on it where I don't have to, I know how like it doesn't take that much to switch the cartridge, but there are games that I have in physical that I don't play as much because there's the, because there's the whole burden of having to switch the cartridge on the system. So I yeah. just don't, I won't play them, you know, like Starlink is, is physical obviously. Cause I wanted the ship and all that, but I can't just like hop in there and play it. I got to switch it. And I just like, I will admit that the Switch of any other console or handheld I've owned is the most tempting to want to just get things digitally because it's just so seamless. Like I always have my Switch with me on campus and I have this case that holds like 20 cartridges with me. But yeah, like that's just because I'm a crazy person who likes physical. Like it definitely Mm -hmm. would be more convenient to just have it digital. Are there any digital games that you didn't get because they weren't physical? Like has there been anything that's where it's like, oh, I'll just wait? Like any of the major uh, releases? I can't think off the top of my head because a lot of times, like, I don't know if it's going to come out physical. Like, I was pretty upset when Celeste ended up coming out physical because mm-hmm. I loved Celeste mm-hmm. and I got it immediately. But had I known it was eventually going to come out physical, I would have waited. But, and I'm not, if I already bought it digital, I'm not going to double down and buy it again. I'm not going to do that. Mm. Yeah, I was just curious on that because I, most of them I just like, I, I don't really go to, I mean, I don't go to GameStop anymore. I just like buying everything from home. And and on the digital way, it's basically you can buy everything earlier, too. Like if it releases mm-hmm. at midnight, and I like doing that, too. Or have it, read, big... have it downloaded already so you can just like boot it up. Yeah. Even though there's some of them that don't. Like like uh, Wargroove, I think, ended up not releasing until the next day, which is always annoying. I wish there was – I know we've talked about this before on the show, but I wish there was like a set where it like has to be at midnight, like if it's released. But people don't seem yes. to do that. It's weird because some of them do and some of them don't. Like, like I thought Tales of Vesperia was a big release, but that didn't release until like 2 p.m. Like, same with like the Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy, which was something I've still been playing, which I completely forgot to talk about at the beginning. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, that game. Uh, I don't know. I, I like that game a lot. I like I like the Mummy stuff more than the uh, regular stuff in there, and some of it I feel like hasn't aged that well. It has some really obscure 
stuff to do in there that they don't really tell you what to do that you kind of have to look online to figure out like involving catching catching monsters and throwing them at stuff and all that but i think it's still fun for what it is i just don't didn't like it as much as i liked onimusha warlords i feel like that one's aged a lot better i wanted to do i wanted to do like a pick of the week and all that but this week looks kind of there's not really anything that that i'm interested in (laughs) that's coming out on the eShop. i mean there's still like 20 games coming out tomorrow but tomorrow being thursday but uh i did i did have one more piece of news what's up what's up so uh there was an upgrade to minecraft update to minecraft i always have to mention when that happens and uh i thought that a good segue because that's a game i bought physical i bought that on the wii u physical just because you know that's not a game that you could really buy physically on anything even when it was on pc there may be a way to get it on a, a disc at some some point in history but uh it was kind of fun because also because of the the legendary you know the line that the creator of Minecraft saying it would never appear on a Nintendo console. Mm. So having a physical disc of it just feels right to me. Sure. But the update, the update, the big thing in the update, and I'm looking over the uh, <laughs> the updates here, is that uh, the pandas. There's pandas in it now. Um, they now what? panic when they when they're set <laughs> on fire. Okay. <laughs> they... I guess when they <laughs> caught on fire before, they would just sit there and burn, but now they freak out. <laughs> Well, that's good. <laughs> I'm sure the panda community is happy about that. They yeah. suddenly realized, oh shit, we're in danger. Do we better fix this? <laughs> or was that like a was that supposed to be like a reference to like the laziness of pandas and all that 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 they might not know. move it's if they're the, on it's fire? In the official <laughs> change log on a on the Minecraft page. So wow, pandas wow. now panic when they're set on fire. They must not have before. It's not a thing I knew about, but I guess I'm glad that we've got realistic panda. F- pandas when they're on fire <laughs> technology is amazing <laughs> also endermen make a scream sound when they're mad so what well, makes can, a scream sound tell when they're the endermen so you can tell when they're pissed off endermen oh, okay because they scream at you at, in frustration uh, all right <laughs> now you can hear their screams i know you i know you <laughs> missed it but now it's on there there's one game that i thought was kind of funny on the it's not coming out this week but it's coming out next week but they're putting minesweeper on the switch i don't know if you guys were ever into minesweeper way back in the day but why Minesweeper Genius is coming out on the twelfth. It's only six dollars, so if you want to itch that Minesweeper, is that something yeah. that's kind of like, I mean, sort of a generic game, right? So mm-hmm. is that like what, what do they call that? Public domain Minesweeper? I don't know. Like, is this or is that like a Microsoft? I've thing, seen or? I've seen like bootleg versions of it on the phone and stuff. In fact, I think I had one for a while that I got through the Android store. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know if it's a protected IP or not. Obviously. They're taking that risk, though, releasing it on a major console. Yeah, we'll see. I would have thought that it was a Microsoft thing. I, I don't remember ever seeing Minesweeper in any other context but Windows. So I thought it was like a Microsoft thing. Yeah. I, I played it a lot back in the day on, on PC, but it's one of those weird games that I just never really understood, I guess. But I still played yeah. it because it was Actually, free. Actually, I, you know? I have it on Ardu Boy. Yeah. All, yeah. <laughs> nice. Someone made a version for that. So it's all over the place. Yeah. It's not surprising, but yeah, it's. <laughs> I just thought I was like every. It's got to make it over here eventually, right? Everything's got to make its way to Switch. I I did find out that um was it a uh, Phoenix Wright is uh, releasing at the end of this month in Japan, and apparently there will be an English patch on it. So if anybody wants to get the Phoenix Wright trilogy early for their Switch, you can do it and you can play it through the Japanese eShop. I thought that was pretty cool, and I kind of thought about getting it, even though I already got it for the Wii. But I like. I like those games, and I was really interested in the uh, portability of it all, you know. But aside from that, if you guys don't have any news, we can take a break and then talk about Wargroove. Sounds good. All right, cool.
We'll be right back. Is Wargroove the advance wars that we always wanted or never knew we needed? Uh, almost. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of a big big question to have at the beginning. But, uh, yeah, Wargroove has been released, came out February 1st. Um, I'm actually, like, incredibly impressed with just all of the stuff that is in the game. Like, I love that you can download. I didn't realize that. I, I know they say that you can download whole campaigns, but I thought it was kind of like Super Mario Maker where you have to, like, you know, you have to play one person's level and then go play the next level from that person. Like, if you download a campaign and you go to campaigns, like, it's in there. Like, that's it, yeah. it, it's in the regular menu. So, I just started Advance Wars 2 campaign. Apparently, the whole thing is in there, and I was just playing the first level, and I'm like, wow, this is crazy. All the stuff you can do in there. And Jeremy, last night on the stream, we were doing uh, – we were playing, like, online co-op with, with like, uh, user-made maps, which is amazing that you can do that. That's you can, pretty cool. You can download a map and play your friends with it. Like Jeremy and I, we played a Stardew Valley level that somebody made based mm-hmm. off the map to that. We played chess. There's a uh, chess groove is a good the one. Chess that you should was get really cool. If you haven't got, um, we, we were having a lot of people watching us when we were doing the River Encounter map, which is a gigantic map, but it's a two player co op thing against two computer players, and it's basically like two, you know, two areas that are the same on both sides, but there's a island in the middle with a place that you can capture where you can have like recruits come out of that and all that so yeah there's a lot of really cool stuff in there but um how so let's say uh so jeremy and i and justin we all have it um how far have you guys gotten on the uh, regular single player mode on this in the story mode or have you played that much i'm in 2-2 i haven't beaten 2-2 yet but uh yeah so i'm in the forest uh fighting the boss of the guy you fight in the first level and two so it's definitely for me i feel it the difficulties ramped up a lot in the second set of maps Mm -hmm. so uh i'm having fun with it but man it really you have to you have to know what you're doing because the computer is pretty relentless yeah yeah i just played uh earlier today when i was uh when i was just getting ready for the for this um for the recording i played some of two one and i played a little bit last night too and I was doing all right, but then, like, uh, one of those forged creatures came out of nowhere and killed my leader, and then the game was over. Mm-hmm. Which, that's kind of one of the, um, let's say that's one of the major drawbacks of this game, is that, like, you can't, like, save every round. Like, you can't really, there's, uh, from what I can tell, there's no way to save, like, mid, like, when, you, when you're mid-battle. So, if, it, if you're in a level that's going to take, like, an hour or over an hour or whatever, and you fuck up, you fuck up. And then you just got to do it again, you know, which sucks. Sucks for games like that. That's one of them. Oh, yeah. Towards uh, the end of 2 1, because it took me probably at least an hour to beat it. And I got, you know, a really low ranking on it. But I beat it. Mm-hmm. I was proud of myself. But uh, it took over, it took at least an hour. And I was just thinking towards the end, like, oh, man, if I don't beat this, 
Yeah. I'm gonna be so mad, and I'm it's gonna it's gonna take me a couple of days to play this game again. Yeah. <laughs> but I, luckily, I beat it, and then the same thing was happening in two two. I wasn't putting quite as much time into it, but I keep kind of making the same mistake in that level, which you're fighting these giant, these giants. Literally, I can't remember what they're called, but they're Titans. like big golem things, and uh, you have to use a or trebuchet golems, yeah. to kill them. And um, I I don't know. They keep coming out of the fog and destroying me. Even though I like kill two or three of them, I think it generates more of them, and just keeps sending them after you. Have you? Uh... Has everyone here who has Wargroove, have you played Advance Wars? Yes. I have not. Uh, okay. I played I played all of Advance Wars all the way to the very last level, and then I couldn't okay. beat that. But that's only the first one. I've only played the first one. I didn't play two. I didn't play the – I played a little bit of the DS one. I think I did buy it, but then I ended up selling it for money or whatever. I was college, you know, needed. Yeah, I was had super a broke. feeling that you hadn't played it when you were mentioning the Giants destroying your trebuchet because mm. – uh, if you have played Advance Wars, one thing I really like about Wargroove is it's not just like an, um, a love letter to Advance Wars. Like every unit is equivalent to another Advance Wars unit, like one to one. So like when you've played Advance Wars, like the trebuchets are the rockets and the giants are the medium tanks. And so yeah. like I had the knowledge from playing that game to know like, oh, I can't put this here or oh, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's it's a little more alienating or takes some more time to like really figure out like what's good against what when mm-hmm. you haven't played advanced wars first. Yeah, no, I did. I did figure Cause I know like some things I know like the pike men are good against knights and stuff like that, but I don't know. That's the only one I really know, but it'll kind of, when you, when you pick the item, when you pick the unit, it'll kind of show you what it's weak against, but it shows you an icon. And if you don't know what that icon is, you're not going to know what it is. Like I was dealing with that oh, last when, night. When I uh, when I get my chance to uh, nitpick the game, I will definitely be mentioning that. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I love the game to death. Want to mention that? Mm-hmm. Love it. But I do have my. The reason why I'm nitpicking is because just how much I love Advance Wars and mm-hmm. this game, and I've been waiting for this game for two years ever since it was announced. For so sure, yeah. Wow. Gripes are slight annoyances. Yeah, it's been it's been up there with. Uh, I don't know, with like Morphe's or all the, those games that like got announced really early, but then took forever to came out. Come out. It was like, yeah, it was like I think Pocket Fighter was in there too. It was like one that was like announced at like the very first indie, and then we and then disappeared for a while, and then all of a sudden it showed up again. Wargroove was definitely like at the very very beginning of the Switch's life cycle, and when yeah. I think we all thought we were going to see it in 2017, and that kind of just went away, and then yeah, and then boom, it was like oh yeah, a couple days coming out. But I've been I have I've only beaten the first act of the regular uh, single player mode. But I've actually been playing around a lot with the user made maps, which I think is really rad. Like there's there's probably like 200 pages worth of stuff on there, which I don't know what is that like 800 maps already on there. Not to mention like the campaigns and people the people have made. It's obviously it's obviously doing well because there's a lot of user made content on there already. And something that's really cool, there's an icon under the name for each person. It'll show whether they made it on the Switch or PC. So there's kind of a little – and it'll do that too if you play online. They'll put a little icon of the Joy-Cons or a little icon of like a TV, with a little monitor on there to let you know what it is. But yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, there's like a rating system that you can do for the levels. I fa- already found a lot of Fire Emblem levels, a lot of Advanced War levels. Like I said, I found the whole campaign of Advanced Wars 2. It's on there, which I never played that one, but I, I messed around with it a little bit on the on the Wargroove version of it, but definitely a love letter. But we were talking about this last night on the stream, but and Jeremy was saying like this is a this being a Chucklefish game, you know, maybe that's why they have all the extra stuff on there. You're kind of comparing it to like um, Stardew Valley, 
in that right. Area, right? And actually, that, that's why I said earlier in the episode, I bought this on a whim. I mean, I, I did see there were good reviews and stuff. You know, I did have there, there was more than just this, but still, the fact that it was a Chucklefish game, this might be one of the first times I've bought a game leaning into the fact that I really like this publisher because of how good of a job they did with Stardew. How much time I put into that game, you know, it's my second or third most played game on the Switch at this point, time-wise. And uh, so I was like, well, Chucklefish, they're making a game that's supposed to be like another game, a sequel that everyone's been waiting for that hasn't come out. They do this really well, and, and I was right. I mean, I'm not, I don't know much about Advance Wars, but I also didn't know much about uh, Harvest Moon, to be honest. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. In this case, it, it probably will make me want to try out Advance Wars on the Game Boy Advance, especially because that's, I love my Game Boy Advance, you know, and it might be fun to go back and play Advance Wars once I get the hang of this one. Uh-huh. But this one, I, I love, I love this game. I love, um, as I was telling you last night, Trey, it's it, it this could totally be re- recreated as a board game oh yeah yeah it, no, it, it would be a lot of stuff to juggle but i mean everything's there all the stats are laid out for you on paper you see exactly how much damage you're going to do how much damage you're going to receive before each move and i think that's really cool so it would be kind of interesting to see if someone tried to like recreate this as a board game i don't know if anyone would but that that's what's really charming about it. So when we were playing online last night, it really it was like you and I were sitting around a table, just like uh-huh. chilling out, having some beers, moving some pieces around on a board. Yeah, you really like the whole like asynchronous uh, gameplay of it, where you just kind of yeah, you, it's it it works really well online too. I mean, obviously there's not a whole lot going on, so it's like one you know turn after turn. But yeah, it was really relaxing. We're just sitting there talking. Uh, it doesn't it won't show you what the other player is doing, even if you're in co op, which kind of can be kind of annoying but but yeah it's it's fun and and I when you're when you're talking about like the possibility of there actually being like a physical game board of it I always think of those old like Marvel hero clicks guys like I think that's what you would use right to tell like how much yeah. life you have left in each of the characters and all that cuz there's a little number that shows up on the screen whenever they get attacked so I guess that would be the way to do it but yeah no you could totally recreate it with the with figurines and all that especially since the uh health is also like determines the damage output the unit mm-hmm. does. The yeah, yeah. Quick analogy is perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then you can do the percentage and all that. Have you been has anybody tweaked the the difficulty yet on there? Apparently you can ta- you can turn down the damage by like percentage and all that. I have not. Uh, have I, I have not, but uh it's a really nifty feature because it gives you a lot of control. I don't know if people remember from Celeste how you were able to like slow down the game. Like mm-hmm. like as the difficulty slider, it's similar to that where like you could lower the damage you take, you could increase the money you make, you could increase the speed that you get your groove ability from your commander. Hmm. Uh, what's really cool is like if you tweak it to make it easier, then the offset is you can only get one star in each mission instead of oh, possible. Oh, okay. That so that's sense. that's the drawback. Now, is there anything that you get for getting uh, three stars on the missions? Like, is there any unlockables or anything like that that you know of? Like any incentive to come back and try to do things better, aside from like just the enjoy enjoyment of the game. I don't know off the top of my head. I know that there are three more commanders to unlock in the game. I don't know if all three happen throughout the campaign or not. Okay, I figured I figured you'd get like like each act would be a different commander because because I played through as a I don't Mercy is that her name Mercia Mercia yeah yeah I, played, I always see it as America. <laughs> like <my clients> at it. <laughs> America. <laughs> Everyone knows the best commander is the dog. Come on. 
Yeah. No, yeah, we haven't even talked about the dog yet. Um, Caesar, I, it's just hilarious to play as the dog because I love how the dog doesn't do anything and he has like two, he just has like two of his, uh, right hand men or whatever just shooting for them and i was playing as the dog earlier and the dog just like rolls around on its on its back with his belly out and it's just yeah and then there's the two guys with the crossbows just shooting i I love that it's ridiculous Uh, the best part about the dog is like anytime you press b on a unit it like gives you a little description of the unit Mm -hmm. and when you do it on caesar like it starts off real serious like oh like one of the best commanders of Cherry Stone Kingdom, and at the end, it's like he's also a very, very good boy. I'm like, the fighters <laughs> knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah, <laughs> I and saw. The- so I saw on uh, Reddit. Uh, I didn't read a lot of it, but they, the developers did an AMA uh, about this game, and it was towards the top. Somebody was like, "Thank you so much for not having the dogs get killed." You know, they just run away, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that was definitely intentional on our part. We knew that no one wanted to see these cute dogs." get killed so yeah that's why and that i guess they didn't say that directly but i imagine that's why the two characters fight for caesar is mm-hmm. so you don't see him getting kicked around mm-hmm. just get us watch him be cute yeah and they just yeah they just run away when, when they get to but there's a so after level one and second sta- set of stages trey you do get your first side mission in the campaign mode and it's a, it's oh, okay. a caesar so it's pretty fun i i didn't beat it i got all the way to the end of it and lost but uh you're in like a compound and you have to release all the prisoners. And when you uh, free prisoners, they become soldiers. So it doesn't have oh, okay. any sort of, re- uh, there's no way to like regenerate your health. Mm. There's nothing to capture. All you can do is like get more oh, soldiers wow. through releasing prisoners. Mm. And then you go into the ma- the main part of the, um, of the fortress and you fight the boss. So it's pretty cool. And it's like, it's funny hearing the like soldiers talk about their commander mm-hmm. and like, uh, because they're like he's a great commander and he's so fluffy or you know like that and then uh and like uh, he ins- his groove is to inspire people yeah he just like just seeing him as he's an inspiration to them so uh it makes them like i think that their pa- their attacks are stronger hmm. if I, they're adjacent I, to him when he uses the groove i think they, they get just, to, they, they can just go again. become active again yeah they, they oh, okay the same amount of damage but they get to take another turn basically mm. okay that's yeah and there was and that was an ability in advance wars as well i remember that i feel like are the abilities like mirrored like was there somebody who could just randomly spawn people like valder does um, there's some of the grooves that are there some of them are mirrored but even the ones that are mirrored are tweaked like they're not like exact mirrors mm-hmm. like uh so like mercia's heal like it's like an area effect where she heals her units whereas that's coming straight from advanced wars but andy's would just heal everyone on the map but a much okay. lesser amount sure yeah uh, whereas like uh the one you're talking about that's similar to uh caesar's inspire like advanced wars eagle had an ability where all air units could take another turn no matter where they were on the map okay yeah, yeah. so it's like doesn't matter what kind of unit it is but they have to be right around him and mm-hmm. then they can go again yeah that when we were playing that uh the river encounter last night that would i made the dumb decision of sending the dog down to uh down to capture one of the extra villages like on the like on the water and i was like if i if i would have had him like in the fray of like where we were fighting and all that it really would have helped because the way the level is set up, like it, they want you to fight like in the island area in the middle of the of the map. So, I there was that was where most of our battling was, and and I had the special move for Caesar. I just he was nowhere near anybody for me to use it. So it was kind of yeah, wasn't much to do. But yeah, no, I I, I really like it. I know. I mean, I'm sure there's some uh, nip nitpick nitpicky stuff in there, but I mean, it's I, I just it's it's a lot. Like it's a you know, I I think twenty dollars is a good price for an indie game. Like I'm. 
pretty much into that for anything that I'm somewhat interested in. But just, I was just so blown away by all the stuff that you can do. Like, just like, just the idea that you can download a map online and play it online with your friends, I think is great. And there's even up to like, you can do up to four people at once, like on a map. Like, that's, that's great. You can do four player maps online. Like, that's super cool. Like, I, I really like have that. You, uh, have you yourself actually gone into the campaign editor to see what's capable and possible? Th- I have not I done know. that yet, but, but you have. That's one of the reasons that we have you on here. Which, uh, what do you think of the campaign editor or the creation mode? It's, it's awesome. I mean, uh, the, if there's any – before I even get to my little nitpicks about that, I, I just – I also am blown away by just, like, the amount of uh, options and choices that are there and, like, the creative freedom. Um like I said, I've been waiting for this game for like two years ever since it was announced early in the Switch's life. And I was always on top of their like the development blog and like all, every post that the developers were making about the game. And I remember like they made an announcement saying like, hey, this game's going to take longer to come out because we just decide, decided we're going to make a campaign editor. Like that oh, was yeah. not originally yeah. in the plan. Do it. And then that's what pushed back the release a lot. Um, but I really think that the you know, creative community that that's going to create is going to keep this game going for a lot longer had that not been in the game. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I mean, it, it definitely needs to be in there. I'm glad they took the extra time for that because, yeah, it's it reminds me, it's like a Super Mario Maker Advance Wars version. You know, like you, <laughs> if you were into strategy games, you will you can play this game forever as long as the community stays there. And it seems like everybody's really into it right now. You know, I mean, we'll see if it has legs, but I, I feel like... Well, especially... Being a cross-platform game, you know, it's the legs will continue to be there yeah. if it's on PC because that's just ad infinitum mm-hmm. that you can be played on PC. Yeah, and and, and right. the, the fact that you can put entire campaigns on there is pretty pretty amazing. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Like like even on top of the fact of the similarities it has to Mario Maker, what what this game really has going for it is like, yeah, it's great that you can make your own map, but like. It really is a campaign editor. You're mm-hmm. linking levels together, but on top of that, you can create conditions that, like, oh, if someone downloads this campaign and gets an S rank on this level, they'll branch to a different level on the world map that I created those conditions for. And wow, you can yeah, have yeah. these branching trees of, like, level conditions and different endings. There's a cutscene editor, so you can create your own cutscenes and mm. special effects. Literally, the only, it's literally RPG Maker, but for a strategy game. Uh, the only cool. thing that's missing that I feel low, like, I mean, it's it's almost like asking for too much, but I wish was there was being able to actually tweak the stats of units themselves, so I can oh, kind of okay, almost yeah. create my own units. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. That, yeah, because you do have to use the template that's already on there for the like characters. Create a commander that has like a groove of a certain character, but an attack type of a different character. You know what I mean? Or probably like from a design aspect too, right? Like where maybe you can make them look different, or or you just yeah, or give like a healing ability to a common character. That'd be kind of cool if you had like a. Well, like for example, I wanted to make a campaign uh, where you're playing as Caesar, and like the whole like jokey plot of it is that you're just trying to rescue all these dogs across the nation. So yeah. I would have liked to make a campaign where all your units are dogs, but like to replicate that you're not. You know, missing out on some of the attributes. Oh, okay, of others. Yeah, yeah. It's like I can make some some dogs stronger, some dogs weaker. Maybe a long range dog, but I can't do that. Yeah, I have uh-huh. to stay to the limitations of what dogs are. Yeah, so you can't like take the stats of a of a golem and like put it into the dog sprite. Correct. Yeah, that would be interesting. I guess maybe they thought that might get too confusing. I guess. Yeah. But I mean, for the hardcore people, 
could you could figure it out <laughs> through that but it's cool the amount the amount of uh, stuff that they've added on there that you can do and well i know you can i know you can like alter the way the characters move like when jeremy and i we were playing the the chess groove level which i like i said recommend everybody look up if it's not already on there it might already be on your system because I, I don't yeah. remember if i downloaded it or not but you know like oh you'll you'll change um turns like after one character goes they don't actually move the way chess pieces do but they take off the stuff where like your commanders don't get any life back like after every turn or like um like you won't be able to use your special move and there's like no weather conditions or whatever you know like that type of thing so they did they did stuff and the villager is the um is the king and they can't kill anybody but it's the one that once you kill the villager it's it's over so you know there's there's fun stuff like that in there yeah, you, you would still have the creative freedom to, like, completely decide what wind conditions are. Like, you're not limited to making a map, and it has to be either take their headquarters or defeat the commander. Like, you can decide, like, capturing this particular base is what will make you win. Or uh, defeating this particular unit, that's not a commander. That, uh-huh. That's considered the win. Can you, uh, can you, you set up, like, the... Freedom the... There. Can you set up the flag, like, in the levels where you're protecting the villagers, or you just have to, like, cross a space to complete the campaign? I haven't played around with it enough to be able to know for sure. That might be kind of fun too. Mm-hmm. Like make a basically just have like a rescue a mission, mission. running away from something that's coming after you or ex- escort mission, whatever. Yeah. 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 Something like that. There's just, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot to play with there. You know, there's a lot of things you can do is a, I know. So John, you're the only one that, that doesn't have this game. Is there any, uh, correct questions that you have for us that own it here about the game or like, yeah, like, so it sounds like, so I went into this conversation knowing nothing about the game. Somehow, despite the fact that you guys have been anticipating it for some while, I really had never heard of it until maybe a, like two days ago or something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just wasn't paying attention, I guess. But um, yeah. So would you pitch it as, is it Fire Emblem plus Mario Maker? Is that what it is? Well, it's not. It's different from Fire Emblem as to the point of like, like I told, I would mention this to Jeremy, like when he was saying that he was into getting it. I know we've talked before about your uh, being obsessed with grinding and all that. You you can't grind in this. Like none of your nope. characters level up, so that's a major difference for Fire Emblem. And also, your characters don't matter. It's not like it's mm-hmm. not like it's that's somebody. The yeah, the biggest difference is like what yeah, just the characters are. Is, you're just buying them at each match, so they're yeah. just like generic. They're mm-hmm. they're essentially all the characters are just your weapons. Like, yeah. It's like, yeah. Really yeah, units are expendable. There's no permadeath like in Fire Emblem. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in terms of like how you're moving and like how you're like playing the game, it's similar to Fire Emblem mm-hmm. in that turn-based aspect. But uh, you know that that expendable unit aspect really changes it from Fire Emblem significantly. Mm-hmm. Oh, Aesthetically, yeah. it's similar to Fire Emblem. The whole fantasy setting, the whole like mm-hmm. you know knights and dragons and whatnot. That's that's the same. Mm-hmm. And it's it's uh, it's very much like stripped down like straight up strategy like there's no rpg elements to it really you know it's very much like all about like where you move your where you move your guys and all that and you know what you've what you've captured like when you you know how you save your money and like create new characters whatever and yeah that's that's basically what it is so i think the best way to uh describe it would be like a turn-based rts like Mm -hmm. command and conquer turn-based or something like that okay yeah so like it's um So, so whatever, so the, there's never going to be the situation, which has happened to me a lot of the Fire Emblem games, where you get to a level and you don't have enough, like, 
Like maybe, like maybe you don't have enough weapons or your weapons are about ready to break or like maybe you didn't like level up the right guy in the right way or whatever. That's not going to happen to you in this game. That's kind of like what I like about it, that it's what that you're, you're going to start, however you start the level, that's how it's going to be. Like there's not the possibility of it being different because of like how you leveled your characters or who you used or maybe there's a guy you didn't use that you need for this level that you didn't know about, you know, or like that. There's none of that happening. So that's definitely a positive aspect for me on this type of game like the advanced wars type you know so that's that's a big thing but i I don't know like how you feel about strategy games that doesn't seem like something you might be into john but if you were i definitely mm-hmm. if, if there's any sort of interest in that i definitely highly recommend recommend this game just because they're you're getting a lot like i said for 20 bucks you're getting a ton of shit like you could play this game for a long time and you're not gonna run out of stuff to do if you enjoy mm-hmm. strategy games and that type of thing like it's yeah, there's just loads and loads of stuff to do. Even with what's only what's put up now on the downloadable stuff, there's a lot to play. And of course, there's a main main campaign mode with the story and all that with side missions. And it's mm-hmm. just uh, an online mode. Of course, is great. You know, it's pretty easy. Like Jeremy and I were doing it last night. Uh, you just you just create your own room and you get a password for that. And uh, I just give him the password. He puts in the password. Boom, he's in the level, and then we're playing online. It's pretty. Pretty simple. There's no, like, friends thing. Like, you can't, like, scan for your friends and all that, which I was trying to do, which sucks. That's kind of a nitpicky thing. But, but yeah, no, it's just – it's kind of like Smash Brothers was, where it's like, here's, a here's like, a six-digit code. You can search by this code. You'll find, like, where that room is, and then you get right into it in that way. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I would say I'm, I'm more – I would be more into strategy games than I would RPGs. Uh-huh. I mean, they're kind of sort of sim- similar type genres. Yeah. But it's not really my thing. I need to be in the right mood uh, to give it a shot. I've I messed around with you know the, uh, a little bit of Fire Emblem. I remember back on Game Boy Advance, and I tried it on the phone, of course. Uh, but um, I got to be in the correct mood to sure. play that kind of game. But well, it doesn't Fire come Emblem's around also, too often. Fire Emblem is also just a much more stressful game because of the permadeath aspect. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. that's kind of like what makes Fire Emblem Fire Emblem, and like I like it for that aspect. Yeah, but. Uh, I think a game like this, or even the Advance Wars series, it's. I think it's more inviting and mm. just less stressful to play. Because even yeah. if you fail a mission, like I feel like fire, uh, I feel like on these kind of genres of games, you have a lot more options of like, oh, let me try going about it this way. Whereas, mm-hmm. like as you know, Trey was saying with Fire Emblem, it's like I might come in here and I didn't bring the right weapons, or yeah. I have to go to another level to grind. Like mm-hmm. you might come to something in Fire Emblem that you're just not able to do yet, which yeah. you're never gonna find that in here. Yeah, which That's is cool. re- really important. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's kind of like you, you can't screw yourself. Like like in Fire Emblem, you can. Like I really love the original Game Boy Advance Fire Emblem, and I bought it for the Wii U. I played it like almost all the way to the last level, just like I did in Advance Wars. But in that one, I got to the point where I didn't buy enough weapons, so I was just kind of stuck in this level where my weapons are going to break, and then I'm screwed, and I'm just there to just sit there and get killed slowly by the by the bad guy and there's nothing i can really do aside from starting the whole game over again and it's like uh, i don't want to because i put so many hours into it you know like there's not the possibility of that on this which is good but you also gotta i feel like you also kind of got to be better at the game because you can't like grind and make your characters extra strong and all that like you would in something like fire emblem that's the other side of it to that like if you're not really if you're not really good at strategy stuff you might you know you might yeah, kind of suck. It, which, it could be yeah. overwhelming because 
it really doubles down on the strategy aspect of strategy game. Like there's a lot of stats to look at. Like there's movement, mm. there's vision for if you're in playing fog of war, like each unit has a different vision, a different move, mm. like terrain tiles you move onto will affect different units depending yeah. on if they're moving on foot or with wheels or with wings or by horse. And yeah. then like, the actual proximity of your units to each other affects their, the, uh, how they like, attack. In many like cases. there's been plenty of times where I'm playing a online match and my friend like did not look that it's about to become windy, yeah. which oh, now, yeah, yeah. now his unit like was in a safe spot, but wind increases range by one space. So now I can attack him. And he like, the, yeah, there's yeah. so many things that you, you have to watch be, like, everything. It's yeah. like chess on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I like it in that sense. Mm-hmm. I like that. Those are the kind of games I like, but if by taking out the RPG elements, you're putting in really heavy strategy elements. Yeah. That's basically what it is. Yeah. It's very much chess. Like the most chess game that you can play that isn't chess, I guess, but with a lot <laughs> more pieces and, uh, can be a little bit more complicated. But yeah, it's a uh, yeah, it's great. I'm not big on strategy games myself. I did want to say that uh my little piece about that, but this this is fun and I'm liking it and uh part of it was that I wanted to, you know, I want to stay determined especially since I knew I was going to be playing Trey online at some point. I wanted to learn <laughs> how to play, which he still kicked my butt, but um uh, you know, it's it's fun and I and I also had my uh reservations because of um not, never finishing a strategy game I bought. I've got Advance Wars in a couple spots. I've got uh, Mario Rabbids. I bought Disc Guy when it first came out uh, for the Switch. and I bought all these games and never finished them. Uh, going all the way back to Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, which <laughs> I also never beat. Yeah. So I was like, do I really want to buy another strategy game? But I just took a risk and I'm glad I did. It's fun. And like Trey said and like Justin has said, it's the amount of replayability here. You know, if I get frustrated with yeah. the campaign, there's so much else I can do to like distract myself and still learn more and get better at the game in the meantime. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you can just take a break and try something else. Like the first, uh, the first user made level I did was um, is like a haunted house tour where you just like yeah. go through this haunted house. Did you try that one? Did you see that I, one? I, I, like I saw on the... it. I downloaded it, but I haven't tried it yet. Okay, it's like on the front page, and I and I got. I didn't make it very far because I guess if you lose any units in the first room, you're out. <laughs> it's basically that's what my tour guide said. He's like, "No, you can't die in the first room," and I'm like, oh, "Okay, fine." And then it's just like game yeah. over. So there's interesting stuff you can do in there for that. But one thing else I wanted to tell John is like another thing the game does very well is uh, you know, you constantly have the ability to like look up everything. Like so, there's something called a codex, and basically like. You know, if I select a unit, it'll tell me, like, all the stats about it. But if I go into the codex, you can actually look up on a graph, like, okay, I'm an infantry, and it will do this much damage to an archer. And they have a whole, like, graph to see exactly what the damage it's supposed to do, not Mm. taking defense into account. And so you can always know, like, even before the encounter is happening, like, oh, this does this much damage to this unit. This does this to that. Mm -hmm. And so you can always take the time to, like, study and just, like... sure have an idea of what's so, going to that's nothing, nice nothing comes at you from surprise yeah like as long as so, you're attentive yeah it's not it's like got a codex so it makes you it makes it a little easier for you to you don't have to like remember everything you can look it up and gotcha cool you don't have to like go through all these tutorials and be like oh my god this is like memory overload like you yeah. could always just kind of like learn along the way even even like the terrain tiles, you can just hover over them, hit the B button, and it tells you all about what that terrain does. So every single thing in the game has its own built-in uh, help menu, so to speak. 
Sounds yeah. like somebody should make a physical manual, like a physical, like a, <laughs> some super fan out there should print it out. And like a have like strategy nice guide. Book. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised they wouldn't. Yeah, like a, yeah, some of the hardcover strategy guide for Wargroove. I could see people mm-hmm. getting into that. But we we haven't, I, I want to say before I forget, uh, we haven't talked about like the criticals and stuff like that. Like, uh, like that's, that's different from Advanced Wars, right? Like where, how you can have like the two pike men together to like raise your critical or like, uh, have mm-hmm. you have the dogs like, adjacent to each other that's another thing or 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 like um was it the archers like if if you don't move them they have they have higher attack range and i know like the boats some of them like if you're on the beach is more or like if you're mm-hmm. on the what, reef or whatever it's a different thing like that's that's not an advanced wars right like i, I don't remember it's, that being it's in there not, and i actually really like that change uh so in advanced wars there were uh critical attacks but mm-hmm. They were much more RNG based and yeah. just like kind of random chances. Um, and certain like commanders would have like a higher chance of getting a crit. It was much more like getting a critical in Pokemon. Like yeah. that's just chance, you know? Sure, yeah. Uh, and in Wargroove, they made it much more, well, not even much more, completely based on like movement and placement. Like mm-hmm. every uh, unit has a critical condition and based on the unit, like it has to be placed the right way. And mm-hmm. if you do so, you're guaranteed a critical which I like that a lot. Yeah. That's another thing I was talking to Trey about. Like if this were recreated as a board game, it wouldn't need a dice. It wouldn't need an RNG because everything is, everything's predetermined. All the stats determine what happens and where. Well, there is still a tiny bit of RNG. Is so there? You, when you attack a unit and let's say it's saying you're going to do 25% damage, uh-huh. it's actually giving you the median of possible damage you could oh, okay. do. So if it says okay. 20, I didn't realize that. Yeah, so when you do when it says 25% damage, you're going to do a random number between 20 and 30% damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wondered about that because sometimes when you're going up to fight somebody that has like the number 3 on their life meter, and it'll it'll only it'll say twenty five, but it won't show that they'll attack you. So it basically gives you the idea that you'll wipe them out and they won't have a chance to retaliate. But it so it but it's it says like twenty percent, but it's had to be thirty. But then it's gonna you know do it anyway. But, right. Yeah, but it, it's and that's different from Fire Emblem as well, where Fire Emblem has like the they all have critical like percentages or whatever, and certain weapons have higher critical or whatever. But yeah, no, it does that where it's like you might kill this character, but there's a percentage that you might miss or whatever, and there's. As far as I know, that's not in there, which really helps because that can be really annoying too. On the other one, where like you just end up just not hitting the character, you know, just because, just because, whatever, because of percentages, you know, and you just don't know. This one's definitely all about like being exact and being like a crazy mastermind planner and all that for your moving your strategy stuff around and all that, moving your units. Agreed. Okay. Well, we can do, let's do the nitpicky stuff then. I think we covered all the regular stuff of it. What are the, what are the small things that uh, are in there yeah. that, that aren't quite so, advanced wars? <laughs> before I even get into the nitpicky stuff, I did want to just kind of reiterate, like you know, similar to when I was on this show for uh, the wonderful one hundred and one. Mm-hmm. Like I tend to go like really hard, passionate about games that not only I just like, but I feel like deserves to have a bigger audience than it does. Sure. So you know, and I feel like advanced wars falls in that category. Mm-hmm. As much as I love Fire Emblem, I always hold a little bit of hatred for it because it's Fire Emblem success, which is why Intelligent Systems isn't making another Advance Wars, because yeah. they make both of those series. Mm-hmm. Of course. So, when Wargroove got announced, I was very excited, so I hold it to a very high pedestal. If I were to score it, I would say 8.5. I think the IGN score is spot on. Sure. Uh, because it is a great love letter to uh, Advance Wars, but uh, it has a lot of quality of life things that are missing. 
that are just like mildly annoying but then like when i'm playing like a three like for three hours in mm-hmm. one go like it starts to stack up sure yeah. uh, like for example like so you can either turn on always have the battle animations on that mm-hmm. you like see them actually like zoom in and fight yeah or you can have it like completely off mm-hmm. or in advanced wars you would be able to just hit a button and skip it and this one you have to like hold the button down for like three seconds oh and, like sometimes i want to see the animation but sometimes i don't and it's sure. annoying to have like hold it if i'm doing like an hour match mm-hmm. and like half of those battle animations i'm holding down i'm just like this just is mildly annoying sure. nothing crazy mm-hmm. it's just a little nitpick. um there's also other stuff like uh, oh this is a big one for me so uh in advance wars when you would do a mission you would get ranked in three categories it would be uh, speed, how many turns you took, power, how many units you destroyed, and technique, how many of your units didn't get destroyed. Um, and th- those three would get averaged together to give you your overall C, B, A, or S rank. Mm-hmm. In Wargroove, it is completely how many turns you take. Yeah. So what that does is it glorifies only aggression strategies. Oh, wow. It, wa- yeah. okay. you know I mean? it wants you to push forward. It wants you to just kill your own soldiers so you could just you know, push the enemy back. And I don't like that. Like, Mm. especially for a strategy game, I like strategy games that allow you to, you know, use multiple kinds of strategies to get what the game considers a good score. Mm. Yeah. So I I think that's the one that bothers me the most. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Like I didn't realize that, that it's just about speed because it's uh, because I don't, I don't like, I don't know. I don't like necessarily having speed in, in games like that. I like to just, kind of feel things out and take things slow, especially for stuff like this, because if you try to go too fast, you'll you'll put yourself in the wrong spot and end up getting well, you know, I getting do taken out too early. Point out, I mean when I say speed, I don't mean actual like timer ticking down. No, it, it's yeah, how yeah, many turns, turns you take. You can sure, take yeah, yeah. all the time you want on your yeah. turns. Yeah. But it like a S might be beating it in six turns instead of ten turns. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah, so then you really gotta think about the the smallest movement that you can do or the small amount of things to do to get to the end and all that, which I'm not very good at. I always feel like I do way more turns than, than that. But I, like I said, I don't know if getting the three stars and all that actually unlocks something later in the game. I figured it probably doesn't. So it's like the whole reason to come back and play the old levels is like, eh, I don't, I don't think I need to. Cause didn't, uh, didn't advance wars unlock some stuff for doing that, for getting higher scores. Oh, it did. Yeah. I, I don't remember what particularly, but mm-hmm. uh, I remember Advance Wars had like a lot of unlockable commanders that you can get, mm-hmm. and there was all sorts of ways to do that. Yeah, I wonder if there's a way that you can play as like I know you can play as like whichever commander you want to if you play the um if you get the user created levels, unless they've like locked them out, you can do that also in creating your own maps. But but I'd I wonder if you end up to get to if you get to play on the other side at some point of Wargroove, like in the regular solo campaign. If you get to be, if you get to be like the other, you know, like if, like like Valder, if it's or like anything, the, uh, yeah. if it's anything like Advance Wars, which this game seems to be like mm. a carbon copy of, then towards the end of the campaign, all the armies will probably unite to fight the secret commander that we don't know yet. That is the bigger threat. So yeah. you'll get the chance to play <laughs> as like the undead army, and it gets a chance to play as like the plant army. Sure, yeah, no, that's what I'm hoping for. It's uh, and I like uh, I like how all the characters look different, like um. Because we were playing last night, like I know, like sometimes the dogs are foxes, or like they're like the the like the bone dogs, or you know, there's like different mm-hmm. versions of them, you know. And there's a even like the the grass people, like they have a different dog as well. That's like a little mm-hmm. like green creature and all that. It's cool how they do that. 
Yeah, and again, straight from Advance Wars, where there's yeah, four yeah. different armies, <laughs> and in this one's there's four different factions. And mm-hmm. Advance Wars also had individual sprites for the four different armies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really cool. But that's also part of, well, sort of uh, related to one of my nitpicks also. You were saying earlier how you could, like, click on a unit and see what it's effective against, but you yeah. just see, like, a little icon of it. Yeah. Like, it's, it's and it's based on, I they show the what icon it is. Yeah. associated with which army you're currently playing as. Okay. So, like, you might be playing another time as a different faction, maybe the plant tribe, the foreign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then if you do it, like, you they change the sprites and you mm-hmm. can't tell like, well, wait, is that a knight? Like, is it a knight for the Florence? Yeah. Or like, I can't tell. Like there should be a universal icon that like just generic oh, yeah, soldier, yeah. Icon, sure. generic knight icon. Yeah. Which like that, that drives me nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I was trying to figure that out last night while we were playing for the stream. I was like, I don't know what that is. And I'm like, I'm looking at some of the stuff that I can build and I'm like, I don't see that in there. It just like, it, it was, I forget what it was, but it was like, it maybe it was the golem or something. I was trying to see what was strong against it, but it just looked like a blob. Like I couldn't, I couldn't even tell any sort of, you know, definition to it. I was just like, okay, there it is. There's just so many like little tiny things like that, which like are by no means game breaking at all. Not mm. even close to it. But like, uh, I'm a little disappointed how like if I'm playing for a long session, how many times I, I say to myself like, well, that's a little annoying. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it just. It feels like they definitely crammed in so much content, and it's mm-hmm. worth the twenty dollars. Um, but it feels like in that process, like they didn't look at like the nitty gritty things a little bit. Like I remember I was playing the campaign, and I found like a typo in a sentence. I'm like, that doesn't seem very high quality to just oh, like find yeah. a typo in the main storyline. Yeah. Oh, well, that sucks. Mm-hmm. I, I want take. I would take it back now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but that's what i mean that's why i say 8.5 like the gameplay is there it's mm. solid it's great it's fun they had a goal and they nailed it mm. it's just in in doing so I, I they wanted to add so much to the game i don't think they stepped back and be like how can we improve the little mm-hmm. nuances here yeah. yeah well i mean it it looks like it's selling fairly well so who knows there might be a war groove too where they where they change i mean look at look at stardew valley the other chucklefish game that i keep mentioning um that some of that stuff is just downright archaic in the interface and like all the icons and stuff, but they just kept it because it's the, it's got that old school charm. So mm-hmm. I think they'd probably do the same for War Groove, mm-hmm. you know. It looks like a, a Game Boy Advance game or you know like a uh, maybe like a PlayStation One game, but uh, it's it's probably just that's the aesthetic that you're just gonna have to get used to. Mm-hmm. And I see that, but the reason why I'm nitpicking about these things is because they're things Advance Wars did correctly. Mm-hmm. And, okay. like, this is the game copying Advance Wars and did so 90% correctly. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, like it's it's got the charm and gameplay of Advance Wars, but is slightly missing the polish that Advance mm-hmm. Wars series had. Did yeah. Wargroove come out at the same time on PC? I'm wondering... Yeah. And Xbox so, One as well. It, it, and Xbox One as well. So is there, it on, maybe oh. updates are in the future, you know. Mm-hmm. Is it on Xbox? Because I haven't seen – I did just didn't see an Xbox, an icon in the uh, – or maybe just people are, on Xbox aren't making levels, which would be weird. But as it, I was looking – It is on Xbox One as well. And then PS4, yeah. it's coming eventually. But even when it does, they already announced that the PS4 won't have the class cross-platform, which to me is such a huge perk of the game. Yeah. it's it, Well, that's uh, – that was PlayStation just not doing that, which is weird. I think they were only going to do it for Fortnite, I guess, but just do it. I mean, why? <laughs> you know, why not? It's it's fine. I will say I, that the best feature that uh, WarGoof has going for it is by far the asynchronous multiplayer. Like because oh, yeah. I remember 
in middle school playing advanced sports matches and they would last a while and you're oh, just yeah. sitting there with your friend for like an hour or two mm-hmm. like this is so per- like me and my friend will will purposely start two war group matches and we'll take the turn in the game where the other person's taking the other turn so there's uh-huh. no downtime like i'll yeah. exit the match take my turn in the game where it's my turn and he's taking his turn in game one while i'm taking my turn in game two and then we just flip-flop between the two games oh wow oh you could work in some kind of like meta strategy element there where you're trying mm-hmm. to like confuse like is it this game or that game that i did that last movie? yeah exactly uh we actually have it planned tonight that we're gonna with three friends have this kind of like triangle of games going on where wow. we're just taking the turns <laughs> uh, appropriately I didn't know you could do that. That's pretty cool. But I guess you can leave a match and go back to it. Oh, yeah. When you when you enter the multiplayer area, it, it lists all the multiplayer games you're currently involved in. And you could just hop in and take your turn whenever it's your turn. It's yeah. like Words with Friends. Yeah, I, know, I noticed that because uh, we were playing last night. And we were playing kind of late, and uh, Jeremy Jeremy kind of dozed off. In, I in, dozed off. In mid- <laughs> well, I mean, it was a big map, and it was a really long. Like, we had been playing for a while. and uh, But I noticed, like, I, I'm like, well, I don't want to... I know that it says like abandon and exit, and I'm like, I don't want to abandon. That will make me feel too sad. So I went to exit, and then it was still there. So is that is that it, will it stay there forever? Like even though it's it online, will. we can still just go back to it. That that's amazing. I like that because yes, it will stay there forever. And, yeah. and like that's the draw of the asynchronous play. Like mm-hmm. you can literally like I have a game that I started last night with a friend, and like we're I, I text him like, hey, like 8 p.m. tomorrow, I'll take my turn. And he's like, all right, I'll finish my turn right now, and like it oh, stays okay. there. Nice. We can both exit the game. And it stays oh, wow. like in this cloud for us to jump back in. Oh, I didn't even think of that. That's insane. That's like playing uh that's like playing chess on your phone. Like I used to do a mobile chess game where you did that. Or like or like words with friends or like draw yeah, or like draw some or whatever, you know. Of like yeah. different games with different friends going on. And yeah. it'll show you when you go into multiplayer, like here are your twelve games actively going on, that it's your turn right now. Wow. No, yeah, no, I didn't even I didn't even realize that. That's amazing. So yeah, you could do you could totally do online matches, and you don't have to re-sign in. I guess you just do, you just take your turn whenever you want to. Like you would just you know, once you type in that code. The only time you have to both be there is when you're starting the match. Okay. Wow. And then I didn't once, even know that. Yeah. once every player that is going to be in the match is in there, you are free to leave and come back in whenever you want. Oh wow, that that makes it even cooler, man! Like this, they just keep stacking stuff on top of this game here. That's, That's insane. my favorite yeah. feature of the game by far. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even think of that because like, Jeremy and I we were just doing it like we would like Splatoon or something like that, just uh, talking over Skype and and just playing, you know, doing turn after turn. But I didn't know that we didn't that we could that it could be like a you know we could do like one game over like a month or something. You know, where it's just like oh yeah, I moved. Uh, you know, it'd be cool if I guess they don't have that yet, but have some sort of push notification like within the yeah. Switch menu where it's like oh yeah, your but friend maybe went. Not, go. But don't don't allow people to like you or whatever yeah. I can't remember what game it, it was i think it was words with friends where like you could be like hey hey it's your turn it's your turn hey it's your turn yeah, yeah. And, I, and it gives a push notification i'm like hmm i don't know if i want that with war group yeah, yeah. But, i mean in a, in a, especially with how long war group matches could take like this is this is something advanced wars didn't have that just makes so much sense especially mm-hmm. playing online like oh yeah it's by far like the best thing going for it yeah, and I was telling Jeremy last night, like, if Nintendo were to, like, re-release an Advance Wars, like, there's no guarantee that they would do all of this stuff. Like, I don't think they would put, like, a user-made mode in there. I don't think they would they would let you do an online or, like, that you could do, you know, or that you could exit out and, like, come back in whenever you want. That just doesn't seem like yeah. as much as I... just as don't I, think they ever will make it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, but even if they did, I mean, even if they did, like, they didn't, you know, Nintendo, like, they... 
that some some things they just don't put online in there for some reason, like Mario Party. It's like why did you not put that on there? Like you could have done an asynchronous thing like this. Well, I guess you need the four player games, but I mean, if yeah. they would have, for the record, I probably would have bought Mario Party for if the it first was time online. ever. Yeah, if it was Same. online. Yeah, I, I've been wanting it to be online for a long time because I like that game. I have a lot of friends aside from people on the show that like to play Mario Party that would play it if it was online, you know, like, and it's a great, like, sit down, hang out, like, not that super fast paced, like, it's like a board game too, but with like, you know, but the four player game, that's kind of like would make it not asynchronous. Oh, uh, one more uh, really cool feature I just wanted to point out with the whole asynchronous play in war group is also if you're playing a match and even if it's actively your turn and if something catastrophic happens that like you lose your internet and you get disconnected, oh. like, it does not delete the game. You just hop back in. Like, nice. Like, because that happened to me where like my internet got cut off. And at first I was like, oh no, I was like an hour in this match and it was mm-hmm. just still there waiting for me. I was like, that's awesome. Nice. That's so handy. And of course, like if you take your switch somewhere and then you don't have internet, it's not going to, I wondered about that. Like I was like, cause that's the first thing I thought of when I like exited it was still there. I was like, do we have to be like somehow connected still or what? But yeah, no, that's really cool. I like how that works. So we don't necessarily have to, yeah, you're saying you only have to do it at the beginning. That's great. Learn, learn all sorts of stuff about Wargroove. Um, we're, we're almost, uh, we're, we're pretty much about at a p- episode length here. Is there anything else you guys want to add to this? Uh, final thoughts about Wargroove? Any qu- other questions that you might have about it, John? I want someone to say Wargroove. Get in the groove. <laughs> well, I was trying to, I was actually trying to make a pun thing about it, uh, mm-hmm. on, on my, like when I, cause I streamed it last week on Twitch and I said, uh, I said, let's groove tonight. Like the, uh, earth, wind and fire song. I was hoping <laughs> that people would get that, but that's what I was, that's what I was thinking every time I see it. A war groove. I just think of Ash playing the game of a groovy. Let's, let's groove tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. War, war well, groovy. Here's my question for those who actually have it. Uh, do you have a favorite commander based on their ability yet? Oh, I like the, uh, that's a good question. The, the gems swinging around him that's been my favorite guy so far but i've only really used well I've used, caesar's cool but caesar's cute af but uh yeah i think of, of the three that i've played i like the the guy with the gems i really like valder's uh resurrection spell that's mm. cool because you can bring i mean i know it's just a soldier but you can bring a soldier back and they can move in the same round like i th- thought that was pretty rad let's get, uh, get, get, get a first when I was reading the grooves, I thought Valder's sounded the weakest. I was like, that's just a weak soldier. What do yeah, I care yeah. that about? But it turns out not all grooves charge equally, and mm. his charge he has the fastest charging groove in the game. Okay. So also, he can, when he, when he, he resurrects soldiers much faster than Caesar can inspire his people. Yeah, that makes and sense. The, the soldiers get to act that turn, right? Also, yeah, that's what I just said. Uh, yeah, it's an extra move, like. You're not wasting your turn by generating a soldier. You're yeah, still but also like your turn. the damage Valder can do attacking something is much more than just a soldier can do attacking. Yeah. something. true. But if you so like, I'd it... rather attack with the commander than this weak soldier. But, but you can even I use that help. as like a human shield, so to speak. Like yeah. if you're about to get attacked, generate the soldier. Yeah, I was gonna say if you well, needed to throw something in front of another thing that might destroy you, you, you could do that. For me. Recently, uh, upon realizing it charged the faster, fastest, I think it might be Valder, but I also really like uh, Greenfinger, who allows himself to like put up a wall of vines. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really cool because you could you could use it either offensively or defensively. I can like I can like trap enemies mm. towards me, or I could block off enemies, and they have to get, they have to waste turns trying to knock it down. So mm. it's very uh, 
it's it's very nifty and very situational like scenarios and maybe annoying to other people <laughs> well of course <laughs> it's the idea yeah this is one of those games that makes me wish that i was better at strategy games because there's so much depth to it you know just hearing you talk about using the different characters but i mean i'm i'm, I'm gonna keep playing it so hopefully hopefully i'll get better, i've convinced get myself that this game will make me smarter if i keep playing it so <laughs> right <laughs> yeah that's what like I my brain's too. using sections that are covered in cobwebs right if this chat has made John interested in getting it. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, um, out of all the strategy games that I've, you know, vaguely looked at or heard of, this sounds to me like one that I would be the most interested in getting, hmm. largely because of the map creation aspect. Yeah. And the fact that it's going to go on forever. I think that was really smart of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like maybe they got a, a good ways into the production and realized, okay, this is like a good Fire Emblem homage. Hmm. But what we need to do to make it last a long time is to do the the creation aspect, and yeah, yeah, that that's that's awesome. That made me that makes me interested in taking a look at a game that I otherwise would not really be interested in. Mm-hmm. And one uh, the one thing that we didn't that we didn't mention that we mentioned before recording, but if you do if you're putting up your own map, interestingly, you have to beat your own map, which is uh, reminds me very much of a Super Mario Maker, but. If you make a giant map, that could take you hours, you know? <laughs> well, you you could actually... I didn't realize this until uh, we started recording already, but I just realized now that you could just have a second player control the other commander and oh, yeah. purposely lose. Oh. They basically only make you do that so that they know the terrain of the map is not impossible to win. Okay. And that the, yeah. yeah, the conditions are there to actually be able right. to finish. Like you, can't, you can't put the only barracks on an island that can't be you, you can't, can't get, get off to. of you yeah, know yeah. What I mean? sure yeah yeah is there a rating system for the maps too there is yeah yeah, yeah there, there's a percentage like so you you can you can rate them and uh and 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 uh you can search for them also like by um by like like i just put in advance wars and it'll pull up all the advance wars ones that people have done so you can do stuff like that like just uh Search for what you want. You, I mean, and then you can look for like two player levels, three player levels, co ops, whatever. You can do that type of thing too, where you, if you just want to look for a certain thing. Because I was looking for co op levels last night. Um, so you, you don't have anything up online yet, right, Justin? That, that we can try out, like, or that the listeners can try out. The only one that I have is, like I said, uh, it's it's a recreation of like the first versus map in Advance Wars, but mm-hmm. it's a very small map, and it's just a once one recreation. It's not like anything like original you know mm-hmm. what I mean? but it is uh it, it's not up yet though right i mean i could put that like one, a... that one is the one but it's uh, again just it's a very small map nothing crazy like okay. I, the one i'm working on that i'm more impressed with is is not up yet okay it, what is it called though I, I just to give people an idea so they could try it out uh, it's called span island s-p-a-n-n island just because that was the same name of the the map in Advance Wars. Oh, okay. I, I might have saw that one on there. I was, oh, yeah, we were trying to find it last night, and uh, I don't know if it was up last night or not. But and it, and I remember seeing reading that, but I didn't see your I didn't see your name on it. Like your, uh, I wouldn't be surprised NBC if name. many people made the map because, yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's it, it was in a it's a very iconic Advance Wars map because it was mm-hmm. always the first option in, sure. in like the map screen. Yeah, I mean, there's people making the entire game on there. Like, they're making the entire game yeah. of Advance and Advance Wars too. And also, the I was going to say earlier, like anybody who wants to play Advance Wars, you can buy those on Wii U, right? On the Virtual Console Game Boy Advance. Like, I think that was when I played Advance Wars One last. Was when I played it all the way down to the last level. Was was through that because you know you can do the um, 
save state and all that on there. So, and I think the DS one might be on there too. The first one, the, the dual strike as well. So, which I did. Yeah, I did play that one a little bit, but yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, thanks for being on the show. Is there anything else you want to say about Wargroove or do you think we think we're about good? Uh, just make sure Caesar doesn't get hurt. He's too adorable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah don't hurt, don't hurt Caesar. He's got that great little protect hair, Caesar at all costs. Hair floof yeah. thing going on. But yeah, thanks for being on the show again, Justin. I love love having you. I mean, it was one of those things that I was like, I I saw you had already put started putting stuff on a on the NVC group about Wargroove and all that. So I was like, hey, you know, we should we should have him on here. It's nice, yeah, nice, nice to see you again. I'm glad. I'm glad you're uh, yeah. doing well and uh, playing Wargroove, and I'm excited to see more levels as you put them up there. So definitely and, uh, those out. should also uh, probably have some online matches sometime. Oh yeah, sure. for sure. Is there anything uh, you want to plug before you go here that uh, do you want to check out? You know, I would, but my, I mean, I'll plug my YouTube channel anyway, World Nine Gaming. But I'm so inactive on it with mm-hmm. how busy I am with just life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always one of those things that, like, when I have a pot, like a week of free time, I'll upload a video. But it's not very often that happens. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it it takes a while to put up. And I and I forgot to say, like, hey man, all those all those uh, stuff that you did with the Labo piano was fantastic, man. All yeah. those oh, songs you. that you did and all that—that that was very impressive yeah. by that. I think I we used... need some Labo integration in Wargroove so Justin can score his own <laughs> yeah. nap creations. Heck yeah. Yeah. The soundtrack's been good on it too so far for from what I heard yeah. in Wargroove. Those are the kind of uh that's the kind of content where like it takes a long time to make those videos. So like I, I must bet, have had yeah. like just a week off with nothing to do. I was able to make them. Mm. Yeah, no, I I think I put one of them. I think like the Zelda one that you did, that's on one of our episodes way back when. I put I put it on there as like the intro or outro. Of the just because I thought it was super cool that you made that, nice. but yeah, cool. Uh, thanks for being on the show. Um, yeah, you uh, you can find us at uh, nintendomainpodcast.com. dot uh, com. You can search for us on any of those uh, pod pod apps that are out there. Look for Nintendo Main Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitch uh, Twitch TV slash Nintendo Main Podcast. You can find us on YouTube YouTube dot com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. And uh, Jeremy and I are on Twitter at uh, Jeremy's at JMAX Stack. I'm at, at Nintendo underscore domain. If you want to add us or say anything like that, you can. And of course, you can email us at Nintendo Main Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, we've been your hosts for this episode. I'm Trey Johnson. Jeremy Mikowski. John Nutter. And special guest. Justin Vega. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. See ya. That's-